1: Restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter, and it's the most painful breakup I've ever been through, including all the ones that made me write all that awful poetry. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry if we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 29, The Phoenix Lament, named thus because the phoenix's lament possessive is a nightmare. (laughs) in which we're basically just sad the whole time and nothing happens. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is Mary Clay. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ethan, you ruined my hello with your sneeze, which is actually a good opposite reversal for us. (laughs) No, it was very audible. Definitely didn't mute it, but that's (laughs) fine. (laughs) Only
2: sneezed, thinking it was muted. Sorry.
0: (laughs) He sneezed with
2: his whole heart,
0: <laughs> um, and now you have to keep it in because I referenced it. Um, yeah. Sad, but nothing <laughs> happened is, I think, a good way to sum up a lot of my day.
1: Aw, wait, more than just the Harry Potter.
0: No, like no, I mean like this part, like this part of my day is nice and fun, but oh okay, I've the otherwise not had was a sad. good day.
1: Unrelated it was not dinner. a good so, day. and So reading this was chapter was the highlight of
0: your day? No, not reading this chapter. To, <laughs> let's just... Hi, Ethan. Welcome to the podcast. Oh,
2: <laughs> Mary Clay, it's, it's great to finally record the podcast that you're also on with you.
1: Uh, no, Have we, you guys never recorded together? That no, we've
2: right. done it before. Have we? I thought that was the whole thing. I'm sure at some point. I've recorded a podcast with you a million times. Hi, I'm Ethan. Um, I am the host of the Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast.
1: I'm a bad host. Thanks for handling it, guys.
2: You, oh, I thought you were calling me a bad host, and I was like, I'm literally about to tell you that podcast doesn't exist anymore, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ethan, you and Tyler and Mary Clay recorded um, the Order of the Phoenix film episode.
0: Oh, thank you for that information.
1: Um, you've also recorded with Grace twice.
0: I,
2: I know I recorded with Grace. I, that, that other piece is just lost to time.
1: Oh, and we also did the Prisoner of Azkaban film together with Haley yeah that's no. a lot of people on one call that's a lot of people who talk on one Zoom <laughs> call. <laughs> God damn.
2: and it's not like you know it's not like any of us cannot talk like
1: it's true it's true um yes ethan is from the uh on again off again movie lovers podcast bacon and eggs
2: the as of as of this point officially defunct bacon and eggs podcast
1: R.I.P. R.I.P. We, we love you. There will we have been an, an extremely
2: recent goodbye episode when this episode airs.
1: Whoa. Oh.
2: Okay. So. Aww.
1: Well, I'm proud of you guys for doing it's that. It's all good. I know. It's, it's,
2: it's a happy thing for, I mean, it's a sad thing, but it's a happy thing. It, um,
1: no, I, I, I totally get totally it. Totally get Tyler's, it. We, you know. Me and Mary Clay are both in the process of quitting podcasts, yes, so this
2: is, we, yeah. we get yeah, it. I just, yeah, yeah, Mary I just, Clay I just launched a mind. podcast a week yeah. ago and is quitting podcasts.
0: No, I mean I ended the one before it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Saying goodbye, and then I, this is the beginning. <laughs> you've been of saying the it's end. the beginning of the end for like two <laughs> years now, because you've been like, guys, I I scheduled out everything, and the podcast will end.
1: But today I sent the schedule to everybody it for the real. whole. Re- oh yeah, Ethan also. <laughs> Ethan, I put you on. Hell yeah,
2: <laughs> let's you go. go. We're, like, yeah, come back you one and, time t- death and Tyler
0: are doing something together. I forget which one.
1: I put I put you on the thief for the next book.
2: Ooh, that's a thing. Wait, does uh, sorry. Do you remember who the thief is? Yeah, I do remember who the thief is.
1: Mm-hmm. All spoilers. Is that what you're gonna
0: ask?
2: Yeah, me. that was the that was the question. I can never remember which way all it All
0: spoilers, all of the time. Okay, cool.
2: That's great. Episode you know?
0: of my podcast, which is please don't spoil. Please me. don't ever spoil <laughs> it for you.
2: So the problem with me right now is that I work on Harry Potter content for a living at this point, and we are so oh, yeah. deep. In fan fiction, that I have no idea what actually happens in the story <laughs> at all anymore. <laughs> oh, there's a Bob's so good, Burgers yes. episode about that. Uncanonical, uncanonical, noncanonical, noncanonical, noncanonical. We are three episodes or no, two episodes into a what if uh, James had not given Dumbledore the cloak series of videos and everything in my head hurts and I that remember nothing. That would be nothing. so
1: interesting if I wasn't so burnt out from
2: this podcast That would be oh, so interesting fair. if
0: I cared about Harry Potter. If I cared at
2: all. Hey, it was one of those things where like sometimes they have an idea and I'm like editing the video and I'm like hold on.
1: <laughs>
2: this is, as a person who's read these books too many times, this is actually really interesting.
1: Oh, nice. May Clay, here's, here's the beginning of a granny square which is done with 12 double crochets into a magic circle. Yeah, I looked
0: up to see what you were talking about because I, I don't know, I just like trying to verbally describe crocheting is hard, Um, but yes, I see what you mean. I still don't understand what your original question was, but I'm glad you got there.
1: My original question was from the magic circle, how many do I need to chain to start the round of double crochets? And the answer was three. For anyone listening, the answer is three. (laughs)
0: Welcome to our crochet podcast.
1: <laughs> well, someone said, "Wait, who in the Discord?" Okay, wait, hold on. Someone in the Discord. Who was it? Of um, our friend Gannon Bort said that our next on pod project was going to be testing and rating free co- crochet patterns. <laughs> wait, are people watching this live? No, oh. they're not. So it's like <laughs> just audio. <laughs> so Ethan, how the have you been since the last book
2: dude since the last book i've been good i got married uh, oh
0: yeah congratulations
2: mary clay was there
0: yeah um, it would be weird if i wooed and i wasn't
2: <laughs> christina <laughs> I was invited weep. and did other things yeah That's christina fine. was sorry. supposed to be my plus so one sorry. y'all so and
0: she sorry. had better things to do that weekend
2: she sent me a very lovely message about it that i read a month later
1: Oh, yeah, you did. That was like two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I think I didn't even have better things to do. I think I just said I will have just gotten back from being out of town and will be very sweepy.
2: (laughs) To be fair, you did actually say that to me in person. You were like, I would love to come. However, it's not that I'm busy. It's that I was recently too busy and like vibes.
1: Yeah, and that's another fun update, Ethan, is that the last time we recorded together, it, we had not met Mira. I know! We ha- oh, I have, really? hugged, I have hugged the Ethan.
2: I'm a real-life human I being. I ha-
1: I, ha- I, ha- I have spoken to him face-to-face. Mm-hmm. We have had many beers and other drinks together. It was great.
2: The monkeys live on my a... desk at work now. The, the monkeys oh, good! I'm so happy yes. The little
1: monkeys came in the cocktail at Three Monkeys. Yeah, we had a very pleasant evening. One of those evenings where I was like, yeah, Sean, I'm just going to go to the bar for like an hour. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to stay it, out for the
0: next few It was one of hours. those times where we sat, you sit at a table having a good conversation for such a long time that you feel bad about taking up the table for that long. And you're like, shit, we need to leave. We got to go somewhere we gotta else. We got to go somewhere else. We've been we sitting. Went one, we went that twice.
1: <laughs> we went one restaurant away. Yeah. We were like, okay, we'll, we'll just go Literally down the door. street,
0: down the block.
2: <laughs> and I was sitting there like perched on the edge of my seat and perpetually like, I am keeping them too long. They have lives to go back to. Like
1: Bitch, I know how to leave a conversation that I'm not she enjoying. Does, she does. I
2: See, I know too many people that don't though. And then like That's go on true. and complain loudly later. It's like, oh, "I felt like I was, you know, stuck hanging out." And I'm like, "Well, nobody told you to feel Whoa. like that."
1: Yeah, what? You can always just leave. You can literally say like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, I just got to go home." And no one will challenge you. Yeah, for you. real. <laughs> just got to go.
2: That's the beautiful thing, that out of all the awfulness that came from COVID, the beautiful thing is that I feel like nobody feels obligated to do, like, anything or stay anything longer than they want to be anymore.
1: Yeah. My friend group and I has gotten very good at being like, well, I'm leaving. I'm bored. I'm going to go play video games. All right. right, I'm going to head out. I'm going to go. I'm so glad to see you for your birthday. Uh, This you, I don't. uh, Anyway, goodbye.
2: So yeah, we we met in person. I got married. Um, I have to move again, which is less than great. Oh, but, um, yeah,
1: that does suck. I was literally
2: just texting
0: in our uh, chat about uh, about moving, and I was, uh, and that, oh, like, yeah. I, I'm feeling really... Her exact words were, I'm bored, should I move? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, no. First, my words were, yeah, I just feel really, I feel like there should be some change in my life. Tattoo? <laughs> Which is not a yes. good reason.
2: No. Yeah, Hold no, on. Get a tattoo. Hold on. As somebody who is the proud owner of, of 17 tattoos. Yes. Uh, I am bored and need a change in my life is the only reason you That's should get a tattoo, tattoo. anymore. That's the
0: reason. I know. Um, And usually, uh, this is the, I'm living in the first apartment that I've ever renewed a lease on. So usually I, I move every year. I thought you had been
2: there a long time. Yes,
0: yes, I have. I've. I'm approaching. Uh, yeah, I'm on like a year and a half now, which is the longest I've lived in any place um, since like 2018. And so usually I just move when I w- like, like that mm-hmm. keeps my life, you know, on its toes. And I was like, that's not a good enough reason to move though, because board because it's so. It's the worst. I'm sorry, Ethan, but it's the worst. But also you're you're going to a you're gonna really do great. cool uh, <laughs>
2: oh, it's, place. It's, so I'm excited for you, but the process is terrible. It's going to end up in a good situation, but I definitely had that moment of like, I'm 30 years old, I'm married, and I cannot buy a home at this moment. And honestly, yeah. the option was just completely taken away from me because like, even if I wanted to, I'm, I'm going to be homeless in, in 60 days, and that's not a long time enough to buy a home. Yeah. So, it, it very quickly went from, like, I have everything figured out to, like, and there's the other shoe.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. So. I, wow. Do you have a plan? Yeah, no,
2: we're, it's all done. Okay. It's all and done. It's all good now. I literally okay. just have to book the movers. Like, that's that's the stage I'm at.
1: Hell, yeah. And good on you for getting movers. Move- yeah. That's, a, I, game- I, that's yes. a game changer.
2: So, we got movers. So, the last place I lived in was an absolute nightmare to get in and out of. Like, we had to use an elevator to get stuff in because, like, the it was the comical, like, stairway from Friends Where, like, nothing will go up it. But... Yeah. So you had to use the elevator. And, like, all of our furniture, we we moved in together. We got, like, brand new over time. And so, like, the dining room table had been delivered. The couch had been delivered. The loveseat had been delivered. The bed had been delivered. And I'm like, I don't know how to get this stuff out of here. (laughs) So we hired movers. And I was like, I'm never not doing that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. literally, so, it's so expensive and it's so worth it.
2: They the were money. done in like, they were, first of all, they were cool as yeah. hell. They were done in like three hours and everything was just easy. And like, it was the, it took all of the stress off of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for packing. And we like, we way like, we, we packed stuff in boxes that we would never normally pack in boxes. Cause we were so scared. The movers are going to be mad at us. And the movers are like, wow, you did way too much. Like, thank you, but like, don't feel like you have to be this way going forward. Oh my God.
1: Like, like what delicious. kind of stuff were you putting
0: in boxes that didn't belong? I don't know. In just, boxes? just,
2: we put like, we put everything in like moving boxes. No, like I your get, th- I get like
0: the weird, the, yeah. like awkwardly shaped things that like you don't necessarily, like a lot of like kitchen appliances are annoying yeah, because toaster, like when you put pot. a toaster in a box or when you put a coffee maker in a box, there, there's, like, nothing else you can put in that box. Right.
1: One ladle. Yeah.
2: Well, and so, like, and that was the thing, is, like, I'd put, like, a toaster in a box and then just, like, fill it with kitchen utensils and, like, other crap, and, like, it was just an exhausting process, and that was very stressful, and then they were, like, you didn't have to do all this, and we're, like, oh, okay, cool. But they sent you, like, a super threatening PDF that's, like, yes. every single item we have to pick yes. up is gonna cost yeah. you extra money, and, and they're, like, Whoa. that's uh, yeah. not true.
0: Yeah, a lot of moving companies will be, like, Send pictures of what you want us to move, of what you want us to take. Our movers will only take what you tell us, what you, what they are, like, prepared to take, which essentially just means, like, hey, don't tell us that you only have five boxes and then we get there and you want us to move the couch, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah.
2: And and, and basically, like, the dude that I talked to the first time was like, yeah, that's so that you don't tell us that you don't have a piano when you do have a piano <laughs> yes. and we like oh don't God. bring Piano I Steve totally with us.
1: Totally <laughs> forgot about my piano. What if <laughs> Piano Steve? What if that was your life?
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, that's dude, so yeah, that's Steve. Pianos. He moves the pianos. Like he's the one that knows how to do it.
1: When I was a kid, my family was very uh, pretty wealthy for about six years. And that's when we bought our, big house and filled it with a lot of really expensive wood and custom furniture um and then came the divorce we had to move out of that house and I remember like watching this team they were like individuals were carrying furniture that I wouldn't have dreamed of carrying with like a team of five people like they were just like popping it up on their backs and like hutting away and I was like what on earth is happening <laughs> Couldn't be me, but then I just helped two people move a hutch that I was selling out of my dining room, and I personally felt like I could carry it myself, and I did, Um, and then the two of them together were like, it's pretty heavy, I don't know if we could get it to the car, and I was like, come on, girls, buck up, come on, you can do it, don't act like this. (laughs) Like, it's really not that heavy. So I guess strength is a gradient.
2: (laughs) It it comes in all shapes and sizes, and like, I'm a 30-year-old adult man, like, I wake up some days and my back don't work. (laughs) at all ouch
1: relatable i know i'm a runner and i've started just be having like sore ankles all the time and i'm like "Ooh, i wonder what the problem is and then a voice in the back of my head is like there is no problem (laughs) this is just how your ankles are now honey this
2: is just life now
1: this is how you are again (laughs) i I work with a 20 year
2: old now and she's like oh my god my back hurts and i'm like you shut your mouth you don't know
1: (laughs) um anyway This has been some really good conversation. Remember how we opened this conversation by saying that we had
0: to change locations because we were talking for so long.
1: (laughs) We are a very chatty trio, and I love that for us. Um, But I guess I am barreling towards the end of this book, so let's 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 at least make a little bit of progress, Ethan. Um, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, like, where does it fall for you in your book ranking? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it in the middle?
2: I think. So for a long time, for a long time, I would have told you that it was my favorite Harry Potter book. Like, bar none. When it came out, I was like, this is the best one. Like, this is as good as it gets. Like, it's an extremely satisfying story. It's an extremely satisfying ending for me. And like, I I, I think it's, it's. More concisely written than the rest of the super doorstoppery ones, mm-hmm. um, and this this one felt like like you know you read Goblet of Fire or Prince of Aspen you're like this is a side quest. And you read Goblet of Fire, and they're like this is where ninety percent of the plot happens. And you yeah. read Order of the Phoenix, and you're like again side quest for a real quest that happened in like two chapters. Yeah. And then this one, it's like, oh no, we're doing the thing. Like, this is what the, the series is Plot. about. Like, we have introduced yeah. horcruxes, a word that definitely wasn't made up in book Not one. I can't stand when authors and creators do the like, oh, I've had it planned the whole time. No, you didn't. Stop lying.
1: No, you just told yourself, wouldn't it be cool if you had to die in the end? Wouldn't that be so edgy? And then you just wrote yourself towards yeah, that. Yeah, the outline
2: <laughs> says, Harry dies. Fill in later. Flesh out later.
1: Yes. <laughs> Literally, it was like, "What if?" And you know who else had this thought, Veronica Roth? What if my protagonist fucking died? Ugh. That would that would really show them to expect things from
2: Parker. a book. I still fuck with it. I still love that book. I still love that series. I, Divergent. I, yes, because it's, because she dies. Like that was so no, refreshing. Okay,
1: Ethan, I would love to ha- invite you on Burn Before Reading to talk about this in more detail.
2: <laughs> Done. I will ride for those books. Are they good? No. Do I love them? (laughs) Yes.
1: Okay, then then we can speak the same language.
2: So, The Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 29, The Phoenix Lament. This is a politics chapter in the world of Harry Potter. And anytime, anytime we get a glimpse of the overworld, like, I love it. Like, Harry Potter is such a, like, this is a book about this boy that goes to this school and he talks to these guys. And... Just the like we have to plan Dumbledore's funeral. Like who is gonna be like? Oh, the school's decided that she's already headmaster. Like the Gargoyle let her in. You mm-hmm. know, it it lends you to think like what are the new passwords? Like what are McGonagall's passwords? Certainly they're not candies. Like,
1: uh-huh. oh, that would be funny though. Right, like not like her. You know,
2: if she if she it's still just candies, but they're like just really stern candies.
1: Oh yeah, they're like in a um, there's a Bob's Burger's Halloween episode where Bob buys I don't remember what they're called, but I always call them Dr. Bitter's bitter drops.
0: <laughs> These were my grandfather's favorite. Dr. Peter's bitter drops. They
1: aren't too sweet, you know?
0: And then he feels bad and he goes out and buys the like sour chews or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, sugar baby sugar booms
2: That's or whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to invent the name of a candy that doesn't already exist.
1: I know, because and they're all just like nonsense
2: like you can't make it sound not fake it's like superheroes oh yeah i try to read superhero fiction from time to time and i just like i can't buy into it because they're like this is squid man versus the human bug. <laughs> making up
0: names for things <laughs> is so silly because as you're writing it you're just like you're like this this sounds like nonsense but like at the same time you know, like Rivendell and Lothlorien and uh what's uh That's something different. from he was uh, a
1: was li- linguist.
0: But uh um what's the uh, like Alderaan and Tatooine looking me dropping Star Wars shit. Whoa, those are look, all like nonsense words too. So like
1: Okay but Rivendell sounds. Rivendell is like based in actual English, like parts of words, like the word "del" like actually has meaning, and like
0: Rivendell. Okay, shut like, up. Like, whatever.
2: Whoa. The, so whoa. On, on the opposite is George Lucas, who's just like, I will name anybody, anything, in any place, anything I want. There's yeah. Hi, this is a character named Kit Fisto.
0: Um, No, I I don't know that one. I just chastised the group chat um, because I watched A New Hope for the first time with y'all, and not a single person told me that it's called jizz music.
1: Dude, literally all of us were terrified to open our mouths. (laughs) We
0: were like, don't say anything. do you know who told me it was jizz music? Casey Winters.
2: I've got bad news for you guys. What? Disney killed jizz.
1: No, Disney will never kill Jizz. We can't give did them a Did you that just say Jizz? I
0: think you
2: just said Jisney. Jizny. <laughs> it's no longer Jizz music. Shut the really fuck up. Co- I don't
1: care what they say. I, I, I
2: mean, I'm with you. I agree 100%, but I have to let you know that we're being censored in this way.
1: I don't take it. I don't accept this. Like,
2: this is the thing. These are the things we have to fight for. Yeah. How did nobody tell you it was called Jizz music?
1: Because I was, I, we were literally so scared to open our mouths. That's fair.
2: They,
0: yeah, they were joking. afraid
1: to spoil was, things. But yeah, like
0: Ethan, Casey terrifying. Winters was the one to tell me. Like the absolute last person <laughs> in the world you would ever imagine.
1: Casey, who so politely and respectfully declined to come on my podcast <laughs> because I was too rude. I was like, no, that makes sense.
2: Dude, I, I hung out with him in person in real life. And I felt so bad for who I was as a human being the entire time.
1: I have those friends, too, where it's like, oh, I'm ruining you every time I speak. You
2: right, like, <laughs> should never listen to me talk about anything. I can't not swear for eight seconds. And I'm with you. 90% of the time, especially when I've been drinking, 90% of the time, like, the things that come out of my mouth are absolute dark dog shit. Just pointless meanderings of the human mind that should not belong anywhere <laughs> near Casey Winters. <laughs> <sighs>
1: oh, I feel you on that. Um, so do we go chronologically?
2: Do you wanna, Are we chron Do you want to talk
1: about the... Ch- yeah, let's go okay. chronologically. So at the... Be- so, okay, here's what happened. Two chapters ago, Snape killed Dumbledore. One chapter ago, last chapter, we were... Spent the whole chapter Harry chasing Snape through the grounds, And then we get the... While well, this fight is happening around us. And then we get the, like, I am the half-blood prince reveal. Ethan, gotta ask you. Do you care that Snape was the half-blood prince? Do you feel like that was like a really important, crucial reveal in this moment? So, what do you think?
2: I I was not much younger than Harry's supposed to be when these books mm-hmm. came out. Actually, when did this come out? Two thousand four, two thousand five. I don't know anything. I think it was okay.
0: either two thousand four or two thousand five because I was in fourth grade and I attended an event for oh yeah the yeah. launch of this where oh my god having not read Harry Potter at all. I correctly predicted that Snape was the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, Mary Clay. Well done. That's uh, my, like, one moment of my childhood that I'm proud of.
2: So the, <laughs> this would have been the summer between 6th and 7th for me then. Okay. So I was 12 and some change. So I was younger than Harry at this point. Although I don't think that Harry has at any point felt like a 16-year-old up to, like, through the mm. entire series. Like, he always still kind of feels... And behaves and talks a little bit, like, more juvenile than I felt like I was at that age. Yeah, um,
1: I'll agree with that. He's emotionally underdeveloped, for sure.
2: Well, I mean, and, and can can you blame him, really? Uh, yeah, uh, hard it's no. valid. Um, he has
1: nothing, and they give him nothing.
2: Right, and, like, he spends, like, the, the entire last book, nobody listens to him at any point, even though he's right about everything.
0: Yeah. Which we get some of that in this chapter of him, like... <laughs> Looking at Hermione and Ron, like I was fucking
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I found out that Snape was the, the half blood prince and Snape killed Dumbledore, I, like I was 12 and a half years old, right? This was the first time that I had watched a red herring start and finish, like in my mm. existence. Like it, it, like. Okay. I think I lost it. Any trust for any literary character when I watched Snape kill mm. Albus Dumbledore, and I think yeah. I carried that with me. It's like I'm always like somewhere between this and the village taught me not to trust anybody oh, about anything. The vi-
1: oh my god, I'll totally agree with you on that one because the village was what probably one of my earliest like crazy movie twists.
2: Right. Like now, I was just from from there on out, I was expecting like it's never the person because you got a little bit that w- of that with Malfoy over and over and over again throughout the series where it's like. Draco is suspicious, but not actually doing anything wrong. Yeah. Constantly, other than just being a dick. Uh, And this one, he actually does stuff wrong, and it's right there in front of you. And I'm like, what is happening here? I remember this feeling of like, wow, that was a good twist. And now it's like, I can't ever go back and unfeel that. So it's like, oh, it's so easy to see it coming, because I knew it. Like.
1: Yeah, it's a great betrayal, and... It's really wild because it is basically, like you said, like five full books of like the boy who cried Draco.
2: <laughs> right.
1: To set to set him up to not be believed here in the sixth book when he's finally right.
2: Yeah, I, I've been every time I talk about the plot now, I, I, I've not quite necessarily come to like I'm a full dreary shipper, but like, oh, they are definitely they are definitely too obsessed with each other. The entire time. Oh,
1: it's gay. Oh, it's gay. <laughs> like... There's no straight... There's no heterosexual explanation mm, for this. Absolutely. No.
2: <laughs> no. Because, um, like, you know Draco is writing letters home about him.
1: Oh, my God. For sure. Like,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Okay.
1: Wait. We still haven't started the chapter yet. No. Okay. So, listen. So, last chapter... We caught the half-blood. Pr- so y- you didn't answer my question, which is: do you, do you care if Snape is the half-blood prince? So you do, because it was like a great betrayal. Is that? What oh, you're you you,
2: you meant do I do I care like in, internal to the story or like?
1: Yeah, like it, is that like a? Do you think that's like the a, the right time to drop like a kind of whatever reveal? Like, are do you like the buildup altogether, or is it like what man? You just killed a guy in front I of me. I actually
2: think that this is like this is that is the moment. Where the whole, like, Snape re- redemption storyline falls apart for me. is like, he just killed Dumbledore, which obviously he feels bad about to some extent. And, like, you get a little mm-hmm. bit of that from, like, interpretation here in this chapter where it's, it's you know, he attacks Flitwick and he, you know, has to lie to the yeah. girls. And, and he has to make a lot of people believe that he is a bad guy. But then in the previous chapter, as soon as he's face-to-face with Harry, he's like, I do actually suck, though. Like, I am yeah. kind of a piece of shit. Um, yeah, and I'm blaming you for the fact that your mother didn't love me, which is nuts.
1: Yeah, I- imagine, imagine how how athletic you have to be to make such a great oh. leap of oh. faith.
2: So I was
0: like, I was like, I don't think Harry's that athletic. That's a Nat sweaty was... athletics leap of faith.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so him telling Harry that, oh, I am the half blood prince, like. I I would almost... I don't think it's the right time to drop it. I do care that he is an mm-hmm. apple blood prince because I think that, like, the fact that Harry tries so hard not to learn potions from Snape and then learns mm. potions from Snape mm. is yeah. just really a good piece of, like, karma there. Yeah. Um, At the Harry same time, though, student. I think it
0: tells... But I think it also shows what a bad teacher Snape was because he clearly yeah. had this ability to teach potions to other people in a way that made the, like, chemistry and whatever behind it easier, but he made it so terrible that if you were to just, like, if you take him out of the environment, Harry does well with his instructions, so Snape is also just a bad teacher.
2: Oh, 100%. It's true. But, like, Hogwarts has a lot of bad teachers during Harry's tenure there, like, the fact net. that these kids know how to do any magic at all is astounding. Other than
1: transfiguration, like, transfiguration, transfiguration charms, she's got you it got it lock.
2: You got Flitwick, who's good, and a McGonagall who's good, and I guess Sprout. But yeah. you don't, you don't get know a ton plants. of Sprout in the books, and you she,
1: we've never. We've never been in Herbology to like be in a lesson. We've only been in Herbology to do like, so, like gossips, backstory stuff. Yeah, it's right. for
2: gossiping. <laughs> right? And they're like, "Oh, Neville's good at Herbology," and I'm like, "I sure would have loved an example of that."
1: He grows weed. <laughs> Ever? We never talk about it. <laughs> um, one thing that just occurred to me is um, because I've been saying that like the Half Blood Prince reveal is like misplaced and distracting here, and like, why do I care? But I just thought of a reason why, and th- it's that like. The only two things that connect Snape to Harry, really, like in terms of big story, are his, are Lily and the Half-Blood Prince. And the I reject the Lily thing whole cloth. So having him be this like this like master figure to like Harry's Padawan. I was like, can I say that word? Don't know. Um, <laughs> it it's means like,
0: literally nothing to me. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Yeah, it's like a it's like a very interesting way to connect these two characters because like Harry enters into it like so willingly and like almost like obsessively. You know, so it's like Harry's like weirdly in control of like his relationship with the half-blood prince who is Snape. Like it's just like an interesting addition to their dynamic. And the only thing that truly connects them that is real other than Lily, which I don't buy.
2: The thing about this is the reveal right now is like does does Harry go on to then use any of the Spells or the skills that he learned from the book in like a meaningful way in the Mm, next book No,
1: he might use sectum Sempera again because he likes that one But I don't think in a meaningful way So
2: I I would almost say that it could have been used as an opportunity to, to tell Harry that even if it's You know a person he shouldn't trust that like the magic in it is probably safe
1: Hmm. Yeah, interesting Yeah, a lot of things could have been done with this book. I think that it ended up just being kind of like not.
2: And honestly, I think if they had just named the book something else, I don't know what you would call it, but if you took maybe a little bit of pressure off the half-blood prince being like...
1: You mean name the book by J.K. Rowling after something other than the book by Severus Snape?
2: Yes, name the... Gotcha. Yeah, Harry Potter and the
0: Horcruxes or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this before. Any other ideas for what you'd call this? Harry Potter and that time he got laid finally one time?
2: (laughs) Harry Potter and the nice skin, you know? um, (laughs)
1: Great Great addition in the movie.
0: Harry Potter and the horny Horcruxes. Oh my god, it's thing. It's
2: like, because I I go back and forth between this and, like, Goblet of Fire, right? And it's like, it's so hard to come up with another name for a thing that already has the name that you know and and maybe don't love but, like, associate with it that I'm like...
1: Totally. What else
2: do I call this? Because some of them, it's like, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It's like, other than maybe Harry Potter and the, like, Prophecy of Peril which is way too lemony Snicket. Horrible, yeah. But, like, something like that, something about the prophecy. What else could you possibly name that book, right? It's a, it's the Order of the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I think that like, I'm thinking that the Prisoner of Azkaban could have been named a couple different things, like Harry Potter and the Mar- Marauders would have been, I think, an interesting title.
2: I think, so I actually like Prisoner of Azkaban as a title because that's when it sort of almost moves into that, like, oh, they're gonna be poetic now from Yeah, from I do like it, here but here I'm saying out.
1: that I think, I think alternatives exist.
2: Sure. But it's like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Philosopher's Stone. Like, that's what that book's called? Like, yeah. that's the thing. The Chamber of Secrets. That's um, what that book's called. Like
1: I will fight you about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire because on principle, I reject that the, the Triwizard Tournament involves two cups, the Triwizard Cup and the Goblet of Fire. That's fucked up. That's stupid. You don't need two cups in your tournament. Call the book Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. Let it be called the Triwizard Cup. There's no need to have a goblet of fire. That's dumb. Yeah, hundred
2: yeah. percent. No, yeah, I was I was not defending goblet of fire at any point. I think that's the worst name book in the. Hey, <laughs> in after in the Harry series.
0: technically won the Triwizard Tournament, do you think he saved the trophy?
1: Hmm. He never mentions it again. But <laughs> like, he, uh, I guess he could have. Like, what happened he,
0: to the trophy? Were they like, the well, it feels weird to display it now. I love uh. that it's just in the
2: in the idea that it's like in the beaded bag when they're you know walking around in book seven. Like,
1: yeah, I was I was thinking he could have just thrown it in his chest and never thought about it ever again. His trunk or whatever. Yeah,
2: it's probably in the school's trophy case.
1: Oh yeah, honestly, Dumbledore probably was like, Nah, man, don't give that to him. Put that in the trophy room. Yeah. At the end of the last chapter, Harry went to Dumbledore's body. Oh, uh, yep, Dumbledore's dead on the ground. I told you, I, I've been in this nightmare where Dumbledore's been dying in slow motion for like <laughs> yeah, a Dumbledore's month. Dumbledore's been my dead life. for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's just sitting there, like kind of in a trance. I think a lot of us know what it's like to like learn of an unanticipated un- 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 death, and you're just like. Body just like well, pulled, also, shut he, yeah, down he was there like,
0: for it. And uh, yeah and he's also just found out that the locket is also a fake, which yeah. for me is just always like the final punch in the gut. Yeah, he goes,
1: it's like when you skip really far ahead in whatever you're watching and it like buffers for longer than it should, because it's like what do, it's like, what what do we what are do we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> he's just like buffering. Oh, Harry. Um ha- yeah. Hagrid's like Hagrid's like, come on, we gotta go. And Harry's like, no, no. And Ginny is like, come on, my sweet love. And he's like, Okay, okay. I'll
0: go with you. You smell nice. <laughs>
1: Literally.
2: I did I did read the few chapters leading up to this, like
1: I'm so sorry. It's so depressing. You're, good. It is, You're but a good I, reader. I,
2: I wanted You're the good context. Guest. Um I wanted the context to make sure I had like all of the, the, the bits and the bobs and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: As somebody that uh, had, but uh, my dad was murdered, right? Like this is a, this is a thing that happened in my life. Um, JK Rowling really as much as I never want to give her credit for anything, or the author as much as I really don't want to give her credit for anything. She does a really good job of what it feels like to see your father figures, lifeless, murdered body sitting in front of you. And like mm. what that kind of does to a person in that immediate moment it's a little bit, like, overly visceral for a, a what is essentially a child's novel. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I was 25 when I had to deal with that, and that sucks.
1: It's vivid. It's visceral. I've heard similar things about, like, um not, obviously, a completely different circumstance. But I've heard similar things about, like, how Harry, like, reacted immediately and then, like, distantly after Sirius's death. About how, like, just the way that she writes, like, trauma and grief, I think, is... One of her strong, yeah. suits, from what I've heard from yeah. people who identify with different parts of all the trauma that's depicted in this series,
2: it, yeah, it yeah, sucks it's, to give
0: her credit, doesn't it?
1: I think that you just ha- we don't have to respect her person. We can still respect parts of her craft, you know.
2: I mean, uh, the the bro clocks right twice a day, right? Like everybody, totally. Everybody can do. Everybody who takes time out of their daily life, or and makes it their their job to sit down and put words on paper. Uh, theoretically everybody's going to be good at something. If everybody finds yeah. that thing, it's great. If not, but like there's, there's always gonna be parts of any book that are, are theoretically better written than other parts. Like everybody's mm-hmm. got a little bit of a piece of story to tell. So, yeah, but yeah it's just, it, it, it's like, it's, it's tough to read. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough read.
1: I mean, I was like standing in the kitchen listening to this with my husband and he was like, where does the Tupperware go? And I was like, I need you to not, <laughs> I need you to leave me alone to listen to this. <laughs> I mean,
0: need- <laughs> it's it's so deeply sad like in a way that like I was I, I I read this chapter like out of context of the rest of everything. Like I, wow. I sat down, to opened this chapter. Hard to
1: dive in and just
0: read it and I like was legitimately tearing up at some point. So I just know that if I had been like fully immersed in it and I was like reading chapter to chapter, you know. Mm. I, I would probably be sobbing because it's just it's so and like it like the like the grief of it just like keeps going because the I mean, we'll get we'll get to it in a second. But like the worst part for me is when they get to the hospital wing and I realize, oh, the rest of them don't Let's know. Do it.
1: Let's do it. Harry and Ginny go up to the hospital wing because that's where everyone is gathered. Nobody else is dead, but Bill is not OK. Grayback attacked him. Nothing's really working to help heal his wounds and no one knows what's going to happen because Greyback is a werewolf but was not it wasn't the full moon when he was bitten so it's like is he going to be half a werewolf which honestly in a moment like this is kind of like a silly little distraction <laughs> being like ooh half werewolf brother like <laughs> that'll be fun Yeah yeah
0: Lupin's like he'll have some wolfish tendencies and I did imagine like what like a like wolf ears like what wolfish tendencies would you want to have
1: haven't you ever read of a like a male love interest or probably girls too but i feel like all the time boy like male love interests are described with wolfish smiles
0: it's usually like Hot. a villain character i'd argue oh
1: yeah like hook from once upon a time that's my latest
0: oh. that's my latest thirst oh, god
1: hook, he when he tells emma good girl oh. i
0: you have to move on. I
1: died, and I went to heaven, and that's where I live with my husband, Hook, from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> okay, so um, Denny tells everyone that Dumbledore's dead. Hey, everyone, Dumbledore's dead. Harry <laughs> ah. he tells the story basically really quickly about um Dumbledore, Well, you know, whatever, Dumbledore's dead.
0: Hang on. Well, Ron first is like, where's Dumbledore? Oh, yeah. Dumbledore should know, like... Like Bill got hurt Basically, protecting like his school. He needs to
1: take responsibility. He needs yeah. to get
0: up here and he'll he'll know how to fit. And then Jenny enter cuts in and says, like, Ron, Dumbledore's dead. He's dead. He's yeah.
1: literally dead. And like everyone is like, What the fuck? And like Lupin starts like crying and Harry's like Harry turns away like as if in disgust. Harry's like, Ooh, can't oh, watch no, that. I don't
0: I don't think it was in disgust. It. I think it's very akin to like when you're a kid and you see your parent crying and you're like, I don't. I, I've never seen this emotion before from you, and I don't know how to treat it. Oh,
2: yeah. I, I'm, I'm I with guess that. I didn't feel that way when I was a kid. I'm with that. I, I, I also really didn't. I was kind of taught from that, the, like men and boys cry uh, all the time from like a young age. My dad was a sort of a weepy. Type of motherfucker, hmm. yeah. No, I, I'm with I'm with Mary Clay here. I think that that Harry's just it's just so much for him. Like he's just he can't. I got you. He cannot watch another adult. And and I don't okay. think I don't think it's like disgust. Maybe so much as like Harry definitely has that moment of like you weren't there with him. Like you don't know what I know. You weren't there with it. Like how can you feel this thing as much as I feel this thing?
1: Okay, I accept these explanations. It, that does make a lot of sense. And like obviously. I give him credit. He's been very recently extremely traumatized. I guess just compared to the last six solid books of him being like, oh no, a feeling. I must,
0: I must run away. I mean, I think it I think it is kind of similar to that of like he's not equipped to handle it. So he looks away because in that moment, that's as that's as much privacy as he can give to Lupin. Hmm.
1: Okay. Fox is like singing. That's what the name of the chapter is after. Like Fox is singing throughout the whole chapter. It's like this long, sad lament, and they're all just like listening.
2: <sighs> they have to remind you so often because, like, it, it like it's like a jump scare every time it comes back up throughout the chapter Fox <laughs> yeah, is I just see, still out there screaming like three or
0: four or five times. <laughs> <Like>, yes, <yeah, laughs> this, <it's, laughs> this was a failing of the movie. I mean, obviously the movies have a lot of failings, but like. Music is something that books cannot do. And I don't think they adapt like a Phoenix lament in any way in the film adaptation. No. And that's such a shame because it's like such a, that's such like a lost opportunity to have like really, shut up, mom. <laughs> Sorry, my mom is calling <laughs> me. Um, that's such a lost opportunity to have like such a beautiful piece of score um, to undertone, like, this whole thing. And there is, like, a really beautiful piece of score when they do, like, the wands-up thing for Dumbledore, but, like, a Phoenix lament would have been, like, a really cool thing to see it, like, actually play out.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it wouldn't have been that hard to just make some, like, cool, vibey, weird sing-song sounds. You know, like uh, like some crazy s- future sci-fi, like, singing. <laughs> like, that's sort of... Uh, Phoenix sounds like sure you know what I mean like it wouldn't have been hard
2: and it, it, it's weird because you're you're absolutely right and like I typically go go hard for the Nicholas Hooper scores four or five and six like I think so, the way he handles the individual character motifs throughout the course of both of those movies is phenomenal and it's just it it, it it does really feel like a moment that's lacking and I love the I think the piece is like called Dumbledore's Farewell or something like that it's a beautiful piece of music and, and you're absolutely right but it it does feel like it's missing from the movie to the point where, when I get to this chapter every time I read the book, I'm like, "What? Fox is just like screaming the whole time. What is happening? He's
1: screaming. <laughs> he has he's, he's just outside.
2: So like sad. he's outside, feeling it and going through it."
1: My husband Sean and I have four cats, and one of them in particular, Pepper, is, is like very attached to him, and like all of them, I think, like him better because he's just like a gentler person. Like he is he he isn't loud and he doesn't move this quickly. Is true. I, I, I'm like kind I've seen you of a interact with your cats and you like. <laughs>
0: throw him around and you, you like do the thing with Penny where you like grab her stomach and like wiggle. Her I'm around. like dad
1: with my cats. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we rough house. Okay. But so Sean, like Sean is very much a homebody. He almost never leaves. But the other day, the, a couple weeks ago, he was gone for three days for work. And in the night, these cats were just off in the house crying because they couldn't find him. And I was like, you got to come to bed. He's not coming home. <laughs> and like, that's what's just happening. With, that's what's happening with Fox here.
2: Uh, well, and, and the, the worst part is that like, and, and you, can, you can feel however you want about the sequels. Um, if you treat them as canon, the movies and whatever. But the movies postulate uh, that the Phoenix comes to the Dumbledore who is in need. And, like, if you take that. Are you
1: talking about Cursed Child? Is that what the. No, is? I'm talking about. That, um, what are you talking about? You said sequels.
2: So Crimes of Grindelwald. Or, sorry, prequels. Prequel, sorry. Uh,
1: oh. I, I don't really remember The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is like honestly good on my brain for booting. I don't think I even saw I it. don't need that. I saw it and that's when I was like, I'm never fucking touching another thing in this another new thing in this franchise ever again. I it think was so disappointing The producers said
0: the same thing, because I don't think they're producing any <laughs> they more are not.
2: movies. They are not. Hell
1: yeah, hell uh, yeah. We're done
2: oh, after shut Secrets it down. Of Dumbledore, which is an insane way to leave off. Uh first of all, that movie fucking sucks. Oh, that's the, the one I didn't see. So bad. The oh secret better
1: be that he's gay. If the secret ain't that he's gay, I'm
2: not buying <laughs> it. Hey, I got a, hey, I have a secret of Ethan for you. The secret is that he's gay. What? Really? Like, directly gay on screen, yeah.
1: Really? <gasps> yeah. What? They did that. Maybe it's I, worth watching. I, mean, I, don't oh, like a, I don't
2: think there's, like, a kiss, but there's, uh, like, well,
1: a... It's, it's not, not gay watching. if they don't kiss! I mean, no, he sorry, literally... Sorry, Dumbledore sorry.
2: literally says, like, we were... You know we're 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 more than friends. We're more than brothers to Grindelwald. So
1: kiss like, me, bitch. Prove it. Well, I, it was a,
2: he was talking to a mirror. So,
1: <laughs> uh, kiss me through the mirror.
2: oh uh, yeah, Soldier Boy, kiss, tell him kiss me through the phone, Grindelwald. Yeah. So <laughs> the
0: Phoenix is singing.
2: The, okay. So, the, the, so anyway, so what, what, really, really what I was saying is in those ahead. dumbass movies, they say, presumably with the author and the screenwriter's permission, that the Phoenix comes to the Dumbledore in need. And now rethinking- What Dumbledore
1: does it come to?
0: Oh, I remember. Yeah, at the end of the second one when they reveal Oops. that um what's his face, Ezra I'm not but not, ma- not naming face? that
2: person. Yes, but
0: um, oh. that character yeah. is I'm just gonna spoil all of the movies. That character is revealed to be of the Dumbledore family. And then like Isn't a little name, like Eustace or something, it's like Credence Credence <laughs> I believe
2: bare bones. <laughs> and then uh He's Dumbledore
0: bones. and then it ends with yeah, like a baby Phoenix coming to him. Yes. Dude, having a last
1: name like bare bones is giving like too poor for a last name. It's like, well, I no, literally something. that's the whole
2: story. Like you're, uh. really? you're nailing it to the wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I could write this,
2: but yeah. So, so I think Fox, I, I now my, my headcanon here is that Fox ceases to be at the end of this song, not just flies away, okay. but like, like immolates and does not
0: Ooh. come back. Yeah. Okay.
1: So McGonagall comes in, and then they have to tell her what happened, too. And everyone is very shocked to learn that Snape did the deed. And it's actually, I think, an extremely satisfying exchange when everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck? That He trusted him so much, and we all, nobody knew why, and he was wrong. In the end, he was fucking wrong. And everyone's just like, fuck! And it's very delicious to read.
0: Yeah, Harry's just like... I fucking told you. I was right. I was right. I was right. I told you. He's like, I I fucking told you.
2: They almost get me to feel bad for Snape. They almost get me to feel bad for Snape.
1: I know. I never do. I don't feel bad for him, but I do think that this part of this book is the best Snape. This is the best stuff Snape does as a character. 100%. He's like... Putting himself on the line, being a double triple agent, yeah. like giving it all up to complete his like debt or whatever. Like I'm so here for this part of his character.
2: Yeah, Lily, sit a sh- shit aside. This is the time oh. where he is a good character in a book. Like yeah, right now. Yeah, he's not a sh- being a shitty teacher. He's not being a, a a bad person necessarily. He is just doing a hard he's- thing that is probably yeah. very difficult for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. McConnell's like I fucking alerted Snape to the fighting in the first place and then there's a lot of like well I and I failed too. Yeah, the it's a Order, lot of like
0: every it's all my fault because It's all I, my fault because we're all Gryffindors I went and, and got, I I told Flitwick to go get Snape and then Hermione's like it's our fault cuz we let Snape we let Snape go and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, was like-
2: Dumbledore's plan the whole time.
1: It's just so crazy to think about, like, him planning his own death, like, knowing, uh... I don't think <laughs> he knew changes, you it know? was going
0: to happen like how it happened. I think he knew, like, the vaguer bullet points of, like, yeah. Snape is, like, Ma- the Malfoy boy has been assigned to kill me. Snape, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to kill me. Because I think what I was on for the chapter, like, right before they go to the cave. And mm-hmm. we talked about how, like, oh, this is Dumbledore's last day. Yeah. And, like, whether or not we thought, like, do you think as they left for this mission, he knew that, like, this is my last day. This is, like, my last moments. Like, what I'm about to do is going to lead to my, you know, directly lead to my death.
1: Mm-hmm. Mary Clay, that was literally, that was like a month ago and we're still on the same day. Isn't that crazy? Yes. We're still on the same
2: day of the book. You're still on the same, like, hour.
1: Yeah. In book time, you haven't moved forward at all. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Wait till you get to Deathly Hallows. So. <laughs> like, the last
2: half of the book is all one night. That's true. So, I've had to do some recent digging a little bit into Dumbledore dying and this whole thing. And if you look at how prophecy works in harry potter especially centaur prophecy Mm -hmm. the central idea of it is that the stars and the moon and everything are like they're using actual astrology and astrology is telling them things that are going to happen at hogwarts and to the 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 people and stuff involved and the stars are telling them to miss but the stars don't know like the stars can't see when it's going to happen at all they just have all of the events laid out in front of them Sure. And so, like, theoretically, when the centaurs see... The centaurs know that Harry Potter is eventually going to go into the Forbidden Forest, and he's going to fight Lord Voldemort. Into and, the forest And again. he's going to be killed by Lord Voldemort. Killed, air quote. Mm-hmm. Killed by Lord Voldemort. So when they see him, theoretically, theoretically, according to the way their prophecy works, when they see him in the Forbidden Forest fighting Lord Voldemort... In mm-hmm. book one Because the question is oh, like yeah. why didn't the centaurs Stop Voldemort from killing the unicorn From doing this from attacking the child XYZ And it's like because they don't know the damn difference So I, I do think there's a real possibility That Dumbledore did actually Know exactly what Was going to happen Probably mm. a long time ago
1: But you mean from like getting that information From the centaurs
2: Yeah because like I cannot imagine okay. that Forenz once he Banished himself or got banished, did not just tell mm-hmm. Dumbledore these things.
1: Oh, true. True die. Because okay. there, there is yeah, a Yeah, certain... because he's still at the castle now. Right,
2: exactly. There is a certain point of this series where it does start to feel like Dumbledore kind of was maybe pulling the strings a little bit more than he lets on.
1: Dude, and he lets on kind of a lot, actually. So yeah. he's really he's really running everything. Who run the world? Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The order and the Dumbledore's army, they tell their side of the story. Malfoy got past the DA who were guarding the room of requirement using instant Peruvian darkness powder
0: which twins yeah jo- twins Fred and George why would you invent something like that
1: <laughs> well, well that's a great question because Ron's que- Ron says we'll have to talk to them about who they sell their products to and I'm like you, you can't just be out here like Oh, no. Hey, I think you look, you look like you I might be you a bad a def- guy, so you can't yeah, have Yeah, exactly. This like, what is that rule? Yeah. Don't sell to Malfoy, specifically. Right. Your, like, reasons. Maybe just don't invent known?
2: siege weapons.
1: Sure. <laughs> and then Hermione and Luna had gone to guard Snape, but, like, Flitwick went in, and Snape came out saying that Flitwick had collapsed and needed help, but um, Snape so collapsed sus. Him. That is
0: so <laughs> sus. Really, like, like, oh, yeah,
1: I don't know, he uh, fell... But- I think he took a- I think both of those girls have extremely high empathy and he took advantage of their reflex to go check on their professor
0: to get away, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. When you when you read a book, it's it's sometimes hard to believe, but then like when things happen to you in that moment, you're kinda like, Oh shit, okay, sure, yeah, fix everything, fine, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm sitting there on my couch with a glass of wine, just like, these, these dumb bitches.
1: I don't know in there. <laughs> what kind of wine do you like, Ethan?
2: uh the, the one that comes out of the bottle.
1: Really? You you like all wines? Pretty much,
2: yeah. Um, well,
1: wow, that's nice. I have
2: really yet. to... I've, I think I poured out one bottle of wine in my entire life. Like,
1: ooh, um, what? How bad was it? Oh, it was
2: awful. Uh, Where I got did you it. Get it? I got it from that like Wink company. Oh yeah! Or no, it might have been Naked Wines, one of those like wine delivery services that come with the thing. Oh! Um, But it was like their uh, like wine of the month that month, and it was the worst sherry I ever had in my life.
1: I'm drinking one Vine Day Merlot, which our friend Court left at my house, a half a bottle after we drank. (laughs) Thanks, Court. So now now (laughs) I'm drinking the other half. Yeah, thanks, Court.
2: They're like there's some part of me that is like a super wine snob and I love to like do the, the vineyard thing and, and learn about all the wines. And, and there's some part of me that's like, there's nothing in the world better than a $6 Cabernet Sauvignon.
1: I completely agree with you. And my backup bottle of wine is Lindemann's, which is my favorite or Lindemann's, which is my favorite like five or $6 Cab salve, which I purchased from Kroger.
2: I go a uh, giant 47 pound rooster for mine.
1: The, Yes, hell yeah. That, that's really solid too. That's like my
2: go to, like, I'm just, I'm going to open a bottle of wine and drink it straight out of the bottle tonight kind of wine. Um, mm-hmm. so. Hell
1: yeah. Hell yeah. So enter Molly and Arthur Weasley with one Flair Delacour. They confirm that Bill's going to be okay, but Wolfie, they're talking about, like, oh, did you hear Dumbledore's dead? Did you know Dumbledore's dead? Molly starts weeping and is talking about, like, Oh, like, this is so sad, Bill. He was so handsome. I guess it doesn't matter, but he was going to be married. And Fleur takes great offense, naturally, and good for her. Yes. And Fleur calls out Molly... And she's like, you are literally hoping we're going to break up over this. Well, fuck you. I don't care if he's not hot anymore because I'm hot enough for the both of us. Dad. And
0: fuck you. I'm I still going to marry that him. Moment. I love that
2: moment. It's so good. <laughs> One of my favorite lines maybe in any book ever is when Fleur yeah. Delacour just goes, I am good looking for both of us. Good enough for both of us. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Where she's just it's like, so good. She's like, I'm not even going to listen. I know. Listen, Molly. I know you don't fucking like me. I know that you don't want me to marry your son and you've decided that I'm vapid and unimportant and I don't have any right to marry into this family of yours. Bullshit.
1: Well, and like put yourself in Fleur's perspective right now. Like she, first of all, she's been living, I think with Molly and Arthur this whole time because she works at Green Gods and they've been, I guess, shitty to her this whole time, or at least like not very warm. I think a lot of the time it's just Molly and Fleur vibing. Can that be right? And now, Fleur is at in a uh, state of heightened emotion. Her fiance has been, like, gravely injured. She's been polite for months. And now, like, she's so worried about her fiance, and his mom has the audacity to act like she's not even part of the picture anymore. Like, good for Fleur. And Fleur is like, fuck you, and I will do that! And she takes the sponge to sponge off his brow or whatever. And I'm just gonna, um like... T- say the rest of this cute little arc so there she like a sponging him briefly and then molly's kind of like appraising her and i feel like we're i feel like we all molly is being like huh okay so she can she can shout like us and she can stand her ground and like she's gonna stand by this my guy like my my firstborn son so molly's like you know, uh, like our great aunt Muriel's bridal tiara would look really good on you. If I'll get it for you if you want it. And Fleur is like, that would be nice. Thank you. And then suddenly they're crying and hugging each other. And I just think that this is like a really it's, beautifully written, like, it's like woman to woman moment. Exactly,
0: yeah.
1: I like burst into tears every time I read it. Like I, I burst into imagine tears. Fleur being
0: like, that will be nice. Thanks. Just like very like because she was just in like defensive mode, you know, and so she's still kind of in that. She's like, yes, that sounds lovely.
2: So I have had Gilmore Girls in the brain for various reasons over the past week or in some change.
0: I literally just texted about it this morning. I had
2: this like image of Zach and Mrs. Kim just like arguing at each other about Lane as as Molly and Fleur, mm. just this like of 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 Mary or, uh, of Molly just be like, fine, you can marry my daughter. Like,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we go to Seventh Day Adventist Church. That's where the ceremony is. Deal with it. But fine, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great moment. Like, and I, and I just got married, so obviously I'm still definitely in my honey. I mean, I literally leave for my honeymoon in a week. Uh, Congrats. So I'm still in the honeymoon phase of my relationship. But like, there's no amount of 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 physical scarring that this woman could undergo this, this, this physical damage that woman can undergo where I would love her any less at this point in my life. Like she is, she is the light in everything I do. Like, and, and, and you know, it's hard to explain that to, to older people who've been married for a long time and, and have forgotten a little bit of that. Right. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll talk to her parents about her and they're like, they're like surprised that I can feel these things that I feel and feel the way about her that I do. Because, like, they're just, even though I'm, I'm 30 years old, they don't always think me capable of it just because they've forgotten what it's like to live in that moment. And so, like, I do mm. think this is a beautiful representation of it. And it's the same thing that Molly talked about in Order of the Phoenix, where she's like, you know, we did, we had kids, like, we did the things, we didn't know what tomorrow was going to be. And Fleur's sitting here, like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to be. I know that I want to spend it with your son. And that's just going to have to be good enough for you.
1: Oh, I'm, like, weeping. It is, like, so beautiful. Like, it's so hard It's so hard to, like, enter a partnership with someone and take on, like, all of their family and all of their baggage, but you, like, do it so, like, hopefully you do it with, like, your whole heart, and, like, Fleur just is such a bad bitch. She's a ride-or-die bitch. Like, she, (laughs) like, sure, they hooked up for the first time because they were both super hot, but she loves him now. (laughs) And he, in in books and stuff, they always give, especially dudes, like, very badass scars anyway. Oh, yeah,
2: you know he looked cool as hell. Yeah. And, like, the, first of all, there's no world in which you're making, like, Domino Gleeson hot. I can't I can't. No, I it. know.
1: And they made, they made a scar very small, I think. Yeah. And, like, yeah what, if he got, like, s- what if he got squatched on his little cheek? Yeah, what they
2: if were he just got, like, like, a little scratch? Yeah, this is like, oh, it's little Bill Weasley. What is he going to do? <laughs> it's like, you're not, like, big, badass fucking dragon. Yeah, he's, fearing, he's like...
1: not a presence in any way.
2: No. And, uh, sorry, Domino Gleeson, if you're somehow listening to this, I do... I do truly love you, man. Like, you are I do too, one of but my just favorite not, acting humans he doesn't in the world. Have,
1: um, he doesn't have firstborn energy. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe it. Imagine this was the first episode he listens to, and he's like, wow, damn.
2: <laughs> they really came for me. Donald Gleason, I watched Frank on purpose. I love you.
1: Oh. What's that? Who's which Frank <laughs> is that about?
2: Okay. So, if you want to watch a really insane movie... Uh, It's Domino Gleason and Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender wears a big, like, paper mache head the entire time, Um, and they're in a weird, like, band together, and it's an insane movie.
1: Oh, that's fun. Um, That's a fun premise. From, like, oh,
2: not oh four, Uh, like 14, something like that, 2014, maybe earlier than that, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with Hmm. that. I have no idea. I saw it, and it was fucking weird, but (laughs) Domino Gleason is just just delightful in it.
1: Okay, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. At least, not that I've remembered him in. Okay, so
2: that's I, with... I know that's bullshit. What? I'm not gonna tell. What I'm has... not. Never mind. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm googling it. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm like, what have I seen? Wait, is that really his? Oh, I did name? see about time. I forgot about that one.
2: Yeah, America, no, I, like, I haven't
0: seen him. in Yeah, just anything.
2: just close it.
1: Oh yeah, Mary. Cl- you close it. No, oh, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh,
0: did I? Um, uh, it hasn't come out yet, but uh, I found out that um, uh, uh, what's his name? He's been in so many Child G- is Gambino uh, is Lando. What's his name? Do- no, oh, yeah. that's Donald not Child. Glover. N- Donald, Donald Glover. Yeah, Glover yes. Donald
1: Glover is um Lando Calvary's. Yes. Yeah, that's a very fun casting. It's
2: that. Mm, I was like, I, I, didn't I cannot. Know. I cannot say anything else.
1: Okay, Fleur is like, I would like a sexy werewolf husband. And Tonks is like, see, me too.
2: (laughs) I remember being 12 and a half years old and being like, what (laughs) the?
1: Everybody's in love and dead. What's happening?
2: The movies, I think, do a particularly bad job of. Oh, it's non-existent. Well, not even that, but like of of like remembering that, that Remus Lupin is like 27 and Tonks is like, I don't know, whatever. Um. No,
0: at this point
1: Remus is—he's got to be mid- in his thirties. Yeah, he is my age. And Tonks Ta- Ta- is like—was
0: was,
2: was Ta- James is not 20s Was James not like twenty-one when he died? Like
0: yeah, but yeah, then that was ten years ago. Yeah, that was ten. That was
1: that was fifteen.
0: Fifteen years ago, because so Harry's
1: thirty-five. He's like thirty-seven. If I look like okay, a little, Harry is 16, I look like
2: actually. if I look like David Theless looks. Uh, in this movie when i'm 36 years old i will i i might just just pass away i might just <laughs> cease to be that man that's a that's a 55 have, year old man
0: we don't have the budget for another funeral this season ethan <laughs> all of the adults were cast much older than the characters were in the yeah books. No, yeah like, Alan, like is snape is also in his mid 30s yes yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Um, you
0: know who was not in his mid thirties, Alan, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah.
2: Well, and and I halfway believe that that this whole Snape storyline was written because of Alan Rickman and not vice versa.
1: It's like what if he was
0: redeemable? Right. And it's it's like, like too late, man. What if it's I too late, get? Yeah. What actually? if I gave like she a got, really great actor some really good yeah. acting stuff to do? She I got five, five books
2: in, and then they were like, "Oh, we cast Alan Rickman to play Snape," and she was like, "She's Fuck! like." What am I
0: going to do with that? Oh, I have to make
2: him the, the, I have to make, I have to redeem him. I have, I I have to do it. I have to fix this.
0: Uh, Okay. I want to read this line because I think JK Rowling confused some of the red herrings that she was coming up with. Okay. It had not been serious that Tonks had fallen in love with after all.
1: No, he speculated. Harry speculated that. Well, they about that.
0: speculated that... Didn't they speculate that she was potentially upset that Bill was dating someone um, and not her? No. No. The only
1: thing we've gotten about that is Molly Weasley being like, I've been inviting Tonks around trying to get Bill to fall okay. in love with her Okay, instead. so that's the part. Tonks
0: is not into that. But also, I mean, they also do originally say like, oh, well, Sirius was her cousin, so that's why she's upset. So I feel like it... And I'm also coming hot off of the reveal that Luke and Leia are siblings. <laughs> so the incest thing, I know that like they're distantly and I've also been watching the crown. Um, so I know that they're, they're, they're very distant cousins. cousins but they're like
1: second co- that is not very
0: distant. I think they're second cousins. She didn't have to be like, oh, well, there he's she was in love with Sirius. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to, didn't have to imply incest authors. Yeah, are you listening? She didn't. You do not have to use incest as a plot point.
1: Yeah, it's for it's true. And in the past, when she's talking about, like, the sacred eight pure blood wizard, l- like, bloodlines or whatever in this universe, she talks about how, like, she doesn't say because incest, which is, like, what we're getting at here. She says everybody's lying because there's no way they could intermarry that much. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: New fantasy authors, if you're listening up, uh, you don't need to use incest as bait, and you can wait at least eight pages before you mention slavery in your fantasy novel.
0: Oh, my um, God. In fact, you know what? I would say you don't need either of those things. Don't, I, I yeah, would don't agree, at all. but
2: uh, hey, I'm, I'm trying to take the inch before I take the mile. <laughs> 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 because even though I love Brandon Sanderson, I open his books, and it's like, <laughs> uh,
1: We learn the reveal, Tonks and Remus are in love, and this is what, okay... Sometimes I'm like, sometimes in front of our friends, I say something to Sean and then there's this look in his eyes and I'm like, oh, okay, this is the kind of thing that I say out loud, but you don't say
0: out loud. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I tweeted something that was supposed to be about Gandalf and I used the word Bilbo. I mean, I used Dumbledore instead. Nice. <laughs> because we were talking about fucking Dumbledore. Okay. That's what I get for trying to send a, a tweet. Uh, and talk about Harry Potter at the same time.
1: Yeah, that is what you got. Tonks and Lupin are me and Sean in this moment because she's like, see, I'm in love with you. And he gives her this look and, she, look and she's like, oh, is this... I thought I thought now was the time to get it out in the <laughs> open.
2: <laughs> um,
1: And everyone is just like, come on, Remus, be happy. And he's like, no, I want
0: to be sad. <laughs> but also I think he has valid reasons (laughs) for being like i don't think this would be a healthy relationship okay but i get
1: that you really get the impression that he's like leading her on a little bit or like i it just feels like he's like not i don't know man
2: this whole relationship pisses me off when it's all said and done
1: yeah well the whole i mean what lupin does in the next book to me feels unforgivable Oh, Lupin is in my mind.
2: Lupin is completely unredeemable.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Early Lupin is so good, but then he takes actions that I don't like.
2: I, like I, I'm sorry. Well, and and the fact that, like like they 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 ain't both had to die. Like you know. Uh, there's no good reason, yeah. for but that. it
0: had to be poetic.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like the circle. It's like a new orphan who won't be as sad. A new orphan, as
2: orphan the touches the beacon. One. Yeah, I don't need. The, uh, I don't need Harry to have his own orphan, the orphan to raise. The
1: orphan cycle. He'll do it better than Sirius. The dead. orphan He'll be cycle the serious... just sounds like a
0: fantasy dystopian <laughs> series.
1: <laughs> the,
0: or- the orphan cycle.
1: We need a new orphan to take up the mantle of the old orphan because the old. Orphan is married. Someone please out there kids. right?
2: the orphan cycle. <laughs> Dear yeah. God. Plot twist The Hero of a Thousand Faces is just one continuous cinematic universe, and the orphan just keeps transferring. It's all the same orphan. Just every time one dies, a new one's born. I
0: think one of the plot twists has to be that the orphan discovers their long lost parent is alive <laughs> and that they are no longer part of the orphan cycle. Oh my God. As the
2: resident orphan, I'd be stoked.
0: (laughs) Like in The Little
1: Princess, like in A Little Princess, she gets out of the orphan cycle.
0: (laughs) Spoilers for A Little Princess
1: (laughs) by Frances Burnett
2: Hodges.
0: (laughs) Oh man. man.
2: The the orphan cycle is maybe the best thing we've come up with.
0: (laughs) I am really, really good at coming up with, I would say like, like, B movie plot type th- ideas like like Hallmark movie like very like like corny cheesy story ideas and then I just never do anything with them
1: I'm gonna write one someday and then I, I'm, on, I'm gonna yeah. put on the cover written by Christina Kahn and Mary Clay <laughs> and then on the and then on you go to the dedication page and it's like well it was Mary Clay's idea but I wrote it
0: <laughs> <laughs> she gave me permission because she has zero follow through
2: <laughs> you should read Yellow Face by RF. Oh,
1: Quad. yeah, I have. I own it and it's on my shelf. I will be reading it.
2: You should yeah. absolutely read it.
1: I'm going to. Owning it is serious business.
2: Okay. Well, I would argue that most people I know don't feel that way at all. What do you mean? That they people just buy books willy nilly and then never read them ever.
1: Oh, no, I read my books. The problem is I do buy books a little bit faster than I read them, but I read books like hell. I mean, not lately because I've discovered crochet and that's been derailing everything.
2: I'm actually thinking about picking up crocheting so that I can read more and like do something that isn't phone while I uh, listen to audiobooks.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good idea, um, Christina. There are girlies out there who buy like a stand for their Kindle so that they can crochet and read at the same time. That's a good idea. And I I'm have like, too many print I, books though. I tried to do that once and it just didn't work. <laughs> um, I've done it before, but
1: only my very easy crochets like the one I'm working right now is literally just a giant blanket full of single crochets so I could do that while reading but yes. literally anything more complex than I precisely yeah so enter Hagrid Hagrid it just like keeps getting Dum- sadder doesn't it? he had to it move Dumbledore's body Hagrid in.
2: is the 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 person that all of Harry's emotions get like felt to the audience through because Harry yeah. can't process his own emotions or the author just simply didn't know how to write a person processing their own emotions so, like, Hagrid sure. constantly throughout the series gets to feel all the things that Harry's supposed to be feeling.
1: That's a really interesting point, Ethan. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit. He, like,
2: he rarely, um, not rarely, he is always, feels like the only one in the in the entire room having, like, a normal human emotion.
0: Yeah, yeah, which he's is ironic because he's not fully human.
1: He's the only adult who cries, and he cries openly at a time when yeah. you should be.
2: Absolutely, Sometimes yes. I'd
0: argue he cries when... You
1: don't necessarily need to. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of tear-stained letters.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you put any amount of red wine in my body, I will cry.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I have half a bottle. I only had half of four bottles of wine. I had half a bottle of one fine day. (laughs) Okay, but listen. Hagrid had to move Dumbledore. Somebody else could have done that with magic. Do we think Hagrid was like, I'll do it as as, like, a, a brave, honorable thing? Like, or do you think he really was... Do you think they really let him when they oh. could have done it
2: magically? Hagrid is constantly dragging stuff around that could have been done by magic. It is a plot <laughs> in the entire series. He's described in Goblet of Fire, I think, as, like, uh, pulling... And maybe maybe the social show, maybe it's the first one. And Hagrid's, like, described walking in the door with, like, nine Christmas trees at one yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like... I think, I think maybe, like, three or four. I think four, usually
0: but... he's, like, this is my job, What I'm I'm yeah. here to do this. I don't... And, like, also, it, it's not that hard for me to do this. Like, I don't mind doing it. But I mm-hmm. think in this moment, it was, like, this is an honorable thing to do for Dumbledore. Okay.
1: Where do you think he put him? Good
0: question. Yeah, does does Hogwarts have a morgue the morgue
1: they should they fucking should their death
2: there's rate. so many dead people from this school <laughs> i like to imagine uh hagrid just has him propped up in his house with sunglasses on like we oh get <laughs> <laughs> <Week> into Dumbies.
1: <laughs> oh my god okay or the room of requirement becomes a morgue that's what i was thinking one. i mean if yeah. you if
2: you require a morgue yeah i think that's the place that's <laughs> gonna do it
1: Wow. Okay. Question: Can the Room of Requirement do electricity to keep them more cold? But I guess you could do a spell <laughs> to keep the to morgue keep it cold. cold yeah.
2: I bet it could also cremate somebody.
0: Whoa! Fire and ice. I mean, that of does have actually. Actually, the Room of Requirement does cremate someone in the next book. <laughs> oh my book. god! Spoilers. <laughs> well, okay, that someone
2: cremates themselves.
0: Yeah, that's true. The room just
2: doesn't stop it.
1: Okay, I'm opening my bottle of Lindemann's Sav. I just finished my one fine day Merlot. Okay, so McGonagall is, like, in charge, in charge of Hogwarts now. Finally, this bitch is the bitch who should have been in charge this whole time. The whole time,
2: yeah.
1: She's, like, gearing up to meet with the Ministry, and she's like, Harry, I need a word with you. So they go up to Dumbledore's office.
2: This Mm -hmm. is actually about McGonagall. Mm -hmm. She says the most insane thing in this part of the chapter. I believe it's this part of the chapter. Where they is this? Where they decide that they're going to like keep Hogwarts open if they're allowed to, or like tell you to the government? Yeah, they're
0: they're gearing yeah. up for that conversation. Yeah.
2: They're like, you know, somebody whoever it is is like, can the school close? And Slughorn is like, yes, of course the school can close. If we we, you know, we only have one student, maybe we won't close. And McGonagall's like, actually, he considered closing the school when the Chamber of Secrets happened, and this is worse than that. And I'm like, no, no, hey, <laughs> hey, Minerva. I know that he was your Let's buddy do that. and he's your friend, but like it's by pure happenstance that a bunch of kids didn't get murdered that year. Yeah. As, when, yeah, as far as a school goes, the principal dying is way less important.
0: It's not about the fact that, Oh, the principal died. Yeah. It's about like the larger context of what sure. this means for the world.
2: Sure. But from a Hogwarts perspective,
1: I think from an optics perspective, I just wouldn't have said the same sentence as her. Like, yeah. I just think that it's like, this is worse than that other horrible right, thing, thing we let it happen just... to children. And it's like, it's all bad, babe. Start from scratch.
2: That line just <laughs> jumped out at me, and I was like, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah.
1: So there's a new Dumbledore portrait. That to me honestly it feels just kind automatically, of like more final I than the anything.
0: About about the portraits. Like, yeah. It, it was so automatic.
1: If you haven't already signed up for our Patreon for $5 a month, you can get our bonus episodes. And one of our episodes is I just let Zach rant for 45 minutes about like the nature of art in the wizarding world. Zach from my cabbages. We talk. I think we did talk about the headmaster portraits. Like, do you get them commissioned while you're the headmaster and you like teach them to how to act like you real good to advise like future?
0: <sighs> you know, I don't know.
2: I think the who office just does the, it. Who put
0: the painting? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh. It's like enchanted. To, I know. Yeah. Cause it's like, who That's put, cool. who put it up? Did Filch come in there and put the painting up when you sign on as the teacher, do you make the portrait and then they just keep it in storage for when you're dead?
1: If the office does it like, does that mean the office is sentient or does that mean this is AI art? I
2: wouldn't be half surprised if they weren't like basically the same magic as like a Horcrux is.
1: Hmm. Where like Whoa, that's what really like, interesting. are yeah. Where when you when you that's sign on to be so headmaster you have to like
2: give up a piece of your soul to help <gasps> protect the school in the future. <gasps>
1: And he's, like, so intimately connected with the school in a lot of, like, deep magic ways that we don't really get to explore. Yeah. That's very interesting, Ethan. Well, like,
2: and and the room is clearly, the office itself is clearly sentient to some degree in much the same way as the room requirement clearly is. Because yeah. it, like, it locks Umbridge out on purpose. Like, nobody told it to do that. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore wasn't like, hey, there's... If if I get kicked out and they put this bitch in charge, <laughs> well, but don't maybe let her she.
1: But how do you I know fully he didn't th- do no, that? No, but here's I the thing, he Ethan. Would. I fully
0: think he he put I some he kind would. of enchantment on that was like only the true headmaster of Hogwarts can get in.
2: Right, but so I guess that's my point. Is like the the room knows who the true headmaster of Hogwarts is, though.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because it lets McGonagall in because ev- like like she's the deputy headmistress, like to Dumbledore now rather than, like, Umbridge, where that was, like, a hostile takeover. Yeah. And it, le- right. and it lets... It opens up for Snape as well in the next book because the office might know what the whole fucking plot is that yeah. Dumbledore took to his it's grave, like but the guy. office yeah. knows. Oh, my God. Because,
2: like, the Room of Requirements is a living, breathing character in this, this book series. Like, the room yeah. knows more than just what you need, but it, like, knows that, like... I have to give Harry the correct version of the lost stuff room in such a way as he can find this lost thing. Like, it's 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 Team Dumbledore.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So McGonagall is like, "What were you and
0: Dumbledore doing?" She's like, "He's like, let me stop you there. I can't tell you."
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Per Dumbledore's instructions, I can't tell you." And she's like, "Well, he did." instructions no good no more. And Harry's like, no, he never told me to stop if he's dead. And I'm like, well, Harry, I just feel like that would be at your discretion personally at that point.
2: But insane amount of loyalty (laughs) he shows this man.
0: I mean, that's, but that's like precisely what Dumbledore made Harry promise before they left is like, you have to follow my exact instructions and word. Even if yeah. it's not in your, even if you don't think it's in your best interest or even if it's like, cause he says like, if you have to run and leave me behind to die, you have to listen to me. For yeah. sure. So that's how much trust he had in Dumbledore. I think it's just kind of All presented
2: of here as be as it's almost like an easy thing for Harry to do, like the obvious thing. And I just like, I, I've never been in a scenario where I had to lie to somebody like that, like, or not lie to somebody, but had to like. Just kind of stay stand my ground hard, in that manner, and like I cannot imagine like doing that as a sixteen-year-old kid to to you know, basically basically the right hand of God, as far as I was concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, when I was sixteen, I was just so used to getting in trouble that I was like, everything is a getting in trouble opportunity. And like, I feel like Harry kind of is the same. He like do stay getting in trouble, so it's like, it's like oh no, might I as left, well just do whatever. I left cause... the
0: school property without a permission form. She's <laughs> gonna yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: permission for so basically Harry's like I won't fucking tell you but I will tell you Rose Murda is definitely under the Imperius <laughs> and McGonagall's like word thank you I will handle that <laughs> enter Slughorn Flitwick Sprout and Hagrid which is so cool because it's like, <laughs> it's like the four houses and then like a
2: heart. Hi! go Planet! play! By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I feel like, I always took that as as McGonagall basically saying that like, he's the head of Gryffindor
0: now. Oh, that's
2: sweet. I like
0: that. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah, kind, kind of like of she that. needed like another mixture of opinions in right. there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because she's head ma- headmistress now, like...
0: Yeah. Slughorn's she's filling in, in for charge. Snape now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. One of the portraits alerts McGonagall that the... Pro- uh, the min- I almost said Prime Minister. The Minister for Magic is en route. And McGonagall is like, I don't think Hogwarts should stay open next year. And they argue about it a little bit.
0: I think it's Slughorn who says, like... Even if it's just one student who wants to come here, I'm willing to be open and teach. In and- this
1: economy, absolutely not. That's a <laughs> nonsense way to run a school. But,
0: like, it's also, and, like, he's representing Slytherin at this point. And so, like, that's such, like, a stark contract. Like, we're having this, like, moment of, like, compassion from, like, well, ahead of Slytherin for once.
1: My notes say Slughorn says to close the school. Oh, never
0: mind. It wasn't Slughorn.
1: <laughs> Was it Flitwick? Was it? It's, Humphrey? I think not know. Okay.
2: I think okay. says no, if, if there's one. Guys, student. I got it.
1: Okay. No, I got it. Okay. Spr- Sprout says wow. that Dumbledore would have wanted it to stay open. Slughorn says no, close the school. Flitwick says, "I'm lawful. We need to consult the Board of Governors." McGonagall asks what Hagrid thinks, and he's like, "It's not my business. I'm not a head of house." But McGonagall. Doesn't say any of the things we just speculated. She's like, Dumbledore always valued your opinion. And I guess because of that and not because of you, I also value your opinion. And I think Hagrid's the one who's like, if there's, a, if they want me to teach him I will, I think Sprout maybe says the first thing. And then Hagrid like echoes it. I know
2: it's Slughorn that says like, boom-boom, we even have one student.
1: Yeah. And he's like, um, they'll probably be safer at Hogwarts, but you can't tell moms that. And I, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I get what you're
0: saying, which is that, like, in a moment, in a time of war, which is what they are entering, they are no, they're probably no safer or no more in danger at Hogwarts than they would be at home. But in that moment, as, like, a parent, if, like, your child is going to potentially be a casualty of war, you would want them to be with you, you know, like, yeah. that, that kind yeah. of a thing.
2: Slughorn yeah. do kind of be the only just like regular dude here at all times. Like I know that he's like a coward in the him. literary stance. No, like,
1: but he's real. He's real. But he's like
2: he's the only one that's like, hey guys, um, you're you're all insane. Constantly, like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to fight this war. It has nothing to do with me. He's Even though he tourist, gave the he gave God. the Dark Lord you know information or whatever like that's
0: yeah he didn't mean to it was a, it was, he just he, if he didn't mean to, he was like impressed. he was like what a wonderful
1: curious student. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know I know. Okay, so they all agree to consult the governors.
0: Side note, I have never heard of these Hogwarts governors before in my life. Yes, you have, because
1: they talk about it a lot in Chamber of Secrets, because Lucius Malfoy is on the board of governors, (gasps) and that's, like, the big deal... Throughout is like the Board of Governors is calling for Buckbeak's execution. Mm, and this okay. is, uh, yes, yes. This yes, is yes. one
2: of those, is it magic or is it British things? And it is it's just, it's PTA.
1: British. It's PTA. Yeah, but, we have but you, the same like, or it's, the into school board. It, it's the
2: school board.
1: Yeah, we oh, have that. the school board. Well, so, but why is Lucius Malfoy on the school
2: board? That, well, it, he's like, not. He's not. So,
1: but br- he was in book two.
2: No, but like British boarding schools have their own, like colleges have the Board of Visitors that describes, like, or not describes the like makes the decisions and like like a CEO has the board not a CEO a company has a board of directors like board of governors for a, a like a private school in Britain is the same thing as the board of directors for like a company like they're the people that are there, they're there because they like give a bunch of money and they support the school in a big way and they're just like the the people that have been elected or chosen to to represent the will of, of the of the parents at large. Um, I think
1: the Lu- I think Lucius was in there because of his money every yes. single person on but, that board
2: would have been somebody that was there because they gave a shitload of money to the school like,
1: oh okay i see that's where the endowment well, comes which from means it was, it was probably a lot of slytherins honestly like lucius and his boys almost
2: certainly yeah
0: so i wonder who's on there now because wouldn't you think that the slytherins would have wanted the school to stay open in chamber of secrets if the Air to into Slytherin doctorate. was killing off Mudbloods, you know, like oh, interesting. Well, maybe well, they like they how they all Slytherins. <laughs> they did keep the school open. Like, ultimately.
2: They, they kept the school open. They fired the the person that was in charge, and they kept the school open.
1: Whoa, that was so long ago. <laughs> We've come so far since then.
2: And it's also definitely implied in this chapter that the Ministry can step in in that case, because like the, there's one the one of these people says if the Ministry of Magic allows it.
1: Okay. Well, like, mm-hmm.
2: separate to that, I think that they're, they're... I mean, there's obviously a board of magical well, education or whatever, like uh
1: Yeah, it's probably hard to stand up to the Ministry at all without, like, Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. McGonagall can do a lot of talk, but ultimately she doesn't
0: have nearly as much power as Dumbledore. Well, and mm-hmm.
2: Scrimge is about to get killed and replaced by... Well, and
0: honestly, even, like, the past year of the Ministry and, like, poly- po- political stuff, Dumbledore didn't have as much power as he... Well, actually, starting... I would say starting with, like, Order of Phoenix... Yeah. Because there was the whole, like, Dumbledore, like, smear campaign against him. And I'm sure he gained some credibility back because, like, he ended up being right about Voldemort. Um, he was right. But, like, he definitely lost a lot of credibility in that year. And I don't think held as much power, especially because Fudge was out and scrim- scrim- Scrimagior, Scrimmageor, <laughs> Uh, you know, didn't like Dumbledore, so. Mm-hmm.
1: So ultimately, they decide that like the students should be allowed to stay until the funeral, and then like the Minister of Magic is coming, and Harry's like, "Can I leave? Can I leave immediately?" And McGonagall's like, "Immediately! Like yes, immediately!
2: Run!" Time out! Like real quick. How do you think? Like, how do you think like Jimmy Peaks, the Gryffindor beater? (laughs)
1: feels Don't about talk going to, me about to Jimmy
2: Peaks. To, how do you think he feels about going to Dumbledore's funeral? Like how do you think like the random students are like
1: I think duty just like I think you just do that for your headmaster. I
2: guess so, but like again, I can't imagine like if my principal died while I was in school, I can't imagine being forced to go to his funeral.
1: Wait, I think that I would have. We really liked our principal. I think we would have all gone to his I funeral. I
0: think yeah, I think it's just
2: There like, was way too
1: many of us though. Also,
0: it's not so much like Oh, the principal died. He's also this huge figure in the wizarding world. That's a good point. And so, sure. like, he has this huge repu- reputation outside of just like being the headmaster of Hogwarts. So, right. for like the first year Muggleborns, they probably don't care as much, right? But I imagine a lot of the students, even if they like didn't have like a personal relationship with him, are still probably like let's go
2: show our respect. I guess you know? so. It just, it seems like he's the most important person in the entire world just because Harry is the point of view character, but like it's yeah. revealed pretty shortly in the series that like he never spoke to Ron.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny. Re- So I'm like, <laughs> really
2: funny. there's probably a bunch of students at this, this school that see him at feasts, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, and I just when, when when they're like, oh, well, the students have to be allowed to stay for the funeral and stuff like that. I just put myself in the shoes of like one of Ginny's random boyfriends, Michael Corner. Or <laughs> I mean, <whatever>. hey, <laughs> at Michael the very Corner. least, it's
0: like I think our exams are canceled now, and right. we're out. We we got out of class. <laughs> you know that kind yeah. of a thing.
1: So Harry goes up to the common room and the portrait lady denise we, we call her
0: um, this de- is the, so, at, pause denise
1: <laughs> dead stop dead stop
0: <laughs> this is the first time ever hearing of denise
1: that's because you don't listen to this podcast
2: is this a, is this is like a canonical thing or like
0: no no the, somebody, it's a canonical somebody thing on- in the restricted section world yeah. apparently
1: I think I think it was Andrew, but I might be wrong. But like somebody named her d- because they call her the fat lady through the whole series, and yeah. it's like she- I'm we-
0: Denise. <laughs> We're giving her a name, Denise. She's just so not a Denise, though. I guess I don't agree. <laughs> She's like a Di a Diana, a <sighs>
2: Diane. Huh. I guess just I guess because just- you've
1: been watching The Crown lately, Mary Clay. I've
2: never thought of that as like a demeaning thing. I guess. I just assumed that that was, like, the name on the museum tombstone next to her painting.
1: LOL. Was, like, was like fat
2: lady with wine barrels or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, okay. The, I do accept that explanation, but I'm still going to keep calling her a tombstone because yeah, I've, I've been I, doing it for a long time. I've just Anastasia.
2: Occurred, I've never occurred to think of it in the, in the like, derogatory sense until right now.
1: I think that her alone isn't as bad as all of the other phobic shit in this book. Yeah, that's The series. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we're going to call the fat lady Denise. And if she wants to call herself a fat lady, that's her prerogative. She doesn't even canonically
2: sing in the books, which is dumb. No,
0: I know. And like, they make her sing and in. The, I think only the third one.
2: Uh, that's, yeah, yeah that's Coron, man. That's, that's, uh,
0: that's
1: just That's just so we can like be thinking about her before she gets attacked. That's yeah.
2: Alfonso, the passionate Spanish man, being like, there's not enough life in these movies. Like, I need to what? know what the things are doing.
0: So Harry goes up to the common oh, room. It's cause oh, it's yeah. because when the fat lady sings, that's yep. why. That's the phrase. Yes. Okay, I'm, can, Harry goes into the common room and everyone stares at him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The common room's full. Everybody stares at him. So here he goes straight up to his dorm. And Ron is sitting there also in in rest, in in buffer mode. Like he's just resting. He's just (laughs) just sitting
0: sitting there. there, He doesn't have
1: a a phone. He's not reading a book. He's
0: just sitting there. He's the NPC video game character and Harry's, walking up to, you know, trigger a conversation with him.
2: Dead ass, I probably still would have been watching TikTok if I was Ron. Just like I don't know what else to do with my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like Dumbledore just died. I guess I will watch TikTok. I mean like Ethan, that's actually exactly what I did probably when we found out that Becca passed. I was probably like, I guess I'll watch
2: TikTok. I had to go finish work now, stuff and then Yeah, oh like, yeah.
0: I was still working. I was like, I yeah. guess I'll edit an email I wrote. Yeah, and like, I kind of just I guess I went I'll back downstairs from yeah. the roof
2: and I, like, went and told Ben and he was like, do you need to go? And I'm like, I have a few things to finish. But then, yeah. yeah. And he just kind of gave me this Buffer mode of like, is a great yeah.
0: phrase for it, honestly.
2: It, it, and it, it really is crazy how, like, you can stay in that period as somebody who's been through, again, traumatic uh, death-related events in my life. You can live in that period comfortably for, like, three to four weeks. Yeah. Like, and
0: actually, I think as we get into Deathly Hollows. I think that's what Harry's in. Oh, and actually that's exactly yeah. what Harry's in at the beginning of this book with Sirius, Sirius's death.
2: Well, and, and that's true even, too. even at the end when he's, I guess that's the next chapter. I won't go into that, but
1: yeah, that's all right. You can go into just, it a little bit. Just the
2: part where he's, you know, he's sitting with Jenny and is like, Hey, I have to break up with you. I'm not coming back. And she's like, we're at mm-hmm. Dumbledore's fucking funeral, dude. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> How about we go home and we have a conversation and, and like no, a normal she person. Doesn't, she doesn't hairy. care. She's
1: like, she. her exact response is, is for some stupid, noble reason, yeah. isn't it?
2: But like, he just, he drops that. He's like, okay, by the way, this is a thing I have to do. And I'm like, buddy, just, hey, breathe first. Why don't ah, you do that? He's got, yeah. to, he's got to save
0: the world. He's yeah. like, well, the only person who knew slightly yeah. the plan is dead. Yeah. It's just,
1: it's, it's, I'm the guy. Now I'm the one with the plan. Yeah. And he um, never slept well ever again. No, the end.
0: actually <laughs> until the end of Deathly Hollows. I think I think the and last well. I think the last chapter before the epilogue, like I think it ends with like, and he went up, dre- like thinking of dreaming softly in his four poster bed,
2: and like, that's where the series no ends.
0: No, it doesn't, because I have on my calendar that on. <laughs> On November twenty first, I'm going over to Christina's house I've to record the last. episode.
2: Never read a book with an epilogue that I thought needed an epilogue.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, y'all. Ever. So, so Ron is like, "Show me the Horcrux," and Harry has to be like, "There is no Horcrux." It's like
2: it's fake.
1: Ouch. Like having to say it out loud. Harry, Harry oh, is awful. in like such a such a daze right now. He's like, here you go, bitch. Look at it and weep.
2: This is the part where if the, if this was a TikTok video, this whole movie, that they would cut to like what I've done by Lincoln Park playing, as as they're like, RAB, <laughs> who is that? We've got to go find him. <laughs> Directed by Michael Bay.
1: <laughs> um, don't forget it's not Lincoln Park, it's Phoenix song.
2: <laughs> Phoenix
0: Lament. And and yeah, that's how, sorry, I'll let you host.
1: Well, uh, Fox stopped singing at some point, but I just wanted to note, like, this whole chapter, like you said, it's like a jump scare every time it's like, and Fox was still singing. But Harry keeps being like, it was the strangest thing. It was as if the music was coming from within him. And I I was like, Harry's never seen live music before. He
2: doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he saw the Weird Sisters.
1: Oh, man, he was really distracted that day. He was not listening. But that's how live music is. You're like, wait, the music is inside
0: of me. Have you guys seen people who will uh, on TikTok, they'll stitch these like Christian worship videos and they'll stitch them. And because like the original video will be like. When you POV, you um, you're in a room filled with thousands of Jesus worshippers who feel the spirit of the Lord moving through you. And then it's a stitch of someone being like, I'm convinced that these people have just never been to like a really good concert. Right.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God.
0: Yes.
2: Wait, hold on. What if what if. Hold on.
0: Okay. I saw your eyes get really big. You were thinking (laughs) something.
2: What, what if, if Fox is Jesus? No. What if no. Fox is where Dumbledore keeps his Horcrux that makes the painting?
1: Wait. Oh, wait. That's really interesting. I think I've heard someone say, "What if Fox was a Horcrux before?" Because, like, um. But what if Fox was the Horcrux unto the painting? Right. Very interesting. Because, like,
2: Harry. That maybe the the Horcrux in Harry feels like another Horcrux, like screaming.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Interesting. But by that
0: logic, wouldn't all the other portraits need? A phoenix that's also a horcrux. Mm. I mean, they could probably
2: probably doesn't have to be a phoenix.
0: An iguana
2: horcrux. <laughs> yeah. No, but like the phoenix
0: one works because it can never die. Yeah, but the, like an iguana uh, uh, would be a uh. terrible.
2: The, the iguana is <laughs> inexplicably holding and in moving. Hey guys, oh is, God, is, I got my
0: new. So this funny. is my new horcrux. It's a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What you you would have to get like a giant turtle like from Finding Nemo because uh, they live to be 150 years old.
2: There's some dumbass yeah. symbolism like there where like Harry feels the phoenix song inside of him because he's now the phoenix and he has to die he's and rise phoenix. from the ashes again. Oh my god! That's how he's gonna fucking save the world. And it's like
0: I think it's just a depression and grief. Yeah. Oh my god. Or he's no, just never I... been to a
2: fucking rave.
0: I think. I think also he's. <laughs> potentially never let himself feel these emotions and he before, feels, and he's yeah. feeling it's like his first now. actual
2: human thought like yeah. he's
0: like yeah oh, I can pot- like I can properly f- give attention and time to these emotions because everyone else around me is also experiencing it
1: it's like let's all do it together let's all let's all grieve together yeah. all together now
2: I mean that's what most of the concerts I go to are is let's all grieve together
1: wow um, I think it depends on if I'm just drinking or if I'm doing a bunch
0: of molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe this is why Mary Clay doesn't like Noah Khan. She doesn't know enough dead people.
0: It's not that mm. I don't like Noah Khan. It's that I, I don't not. What is not that? Not like him. What is that? Noah Khan. You sh- yeah. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay. Don't worry he's, very much about it. He, hmm. He's just
0: a young Gen Z hosier.
1: Oh, but he has the same last name as me.
0: It's spelled K-A-H-A-N.
1: Yeah. That's fine. That's good it's enough. true. Close um, enough.
0: So it's like Kahan.
1: Did you know that the horse in Mulan's name is Khan?
0: Yes, I do. Because guess S- what? You've I told brought you. this up.
1: <laughs> it's my, it's my, are my names? And there's also the a guy who
0: wrote fame. some Star Wars books. James Conn. Conn,
1: who is also an actor, different James Conn than the James Conn who is an actor. I really thought you were telling me
2: something really. then. I was like, holy, no, like, like a the dad James from Conn. Elf wrote Star Wars yes. novels.
1: Yeah, what did I see him in recently? Elf. Elf. <laughs> but no, it was different. <laughs> I did He's watch so Elf He's so fucking good in Elf. Um, James. Oh, Misery. Oh, such a good fucking oh, movie. That movie yeah. is so fucking good. Okay. Anyway, so that's the end of the chapter. Fox is gone forever. Ethan said, "Dead." Perhaps is that what you said,
0: right? At yeah, yeah.
2: Like the Dumb- the Dumbledore no longer needs the Phoenix, so there is no more Phoenix. He- yeah. So
0: he goes off and dies. Yeah, mm. that is really sad. That's very like um the Griffin
1: sort of Gryffindor will reveal itself to any Gryffindor who needs it. Like it's the same energy.
0: Yeah. This chapter. Kind of makes me wish that Fox showed up in the Battle of Hogwarts.
1: Yeah, okay, that would have been cool. Yes, what would he have are. done? Oh my God, it's like when you do like a mass healing spell in D anD D, and like you heal all your allies. Like he could have come through singing, yeah. and then healed everybody a little bit.
0: Or or like it, yeah, it makes me or it makes me wish that like he came in and delivered the Sorting Hat. <coughs> again yeah but you know this time to neville yeah and that like mm, it's him okay. showing up to fight for dumbledore you know like yeah. one more time
2: two been notable cool. absences at the battle of hogwarts one uh uh-huh. fox the phoenix two okay. a light blue 1967
0: fort anglia <laughs> oh <my laughs> Where's God. the Ford? it could have been mowing down I- eighties.
2: <laughs> Fast and Furious Hogwarts edition. If there's one thing, if they actually make an HBO series and there's one thing the HBO series does, I want the car to fucking run somebody over just out of the woods during the battle.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. The
2: car, the car absolutely would have fought for Hogwarts.
0: Or alternatively, alternatively, Harry is, he's made peace with the fact that he's going to die. He's walking into the forest Voldemort goes, Harry Potter, come to die. And then the (laughs) Ford Anglia comes, (laughs) mows Harry over, credits roll.
1: (laughs) I think that the Ford Anglia wanted to be at the Battle of Hogwarts. Like, it knew it was happening, and it was like, let me pencil that in. But it was, like, in its hovel, deep in the woods, smoking weed. And when it looked at the clock, it was like... Oh, my God, the Battle it. of Hogwarts was five hours ago. God. I mean, they're probably done, right? Air like has been dead think... for,
2: like, a week. Like, I get to just chill.
1: This is crazy. Or, like, yeah. a year,
2: not a week, like, a year. I've just been chilling for the oh, first yeah. time.
1: <laughs>
2: because everything well, everything bad happens in fucking June.
1: It's true. Wow, and it's really nice of Voldemort and etc. to, like, respect the, <laughs> the schedule of the year. school year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do my villainy in June, preferably just before finals. I don't want those kids to have to do
2: tests. Especially in Phoenix. Like, there's no reason for Oran Phoenix to
0: wait. Harry finished like his he's like sitting for his last owl when he gets the vision, you know? Like, oh, yeah, it's
1: his history of magic, and he's like, don't care about this subject. Gotta yeah,
0: go. like, what if it? Had, what if that had happened during you know, defense against the dark arts, or you know, potions, or something? That like he
1: Harry's like, never had to make a hard choice like that in his oh, life. I, I fail, love how they yeah.
2: still fucking fail him on that owl, even though he like <laughs> fucking was off fighting Voldemort. <laughs> <They're like,
1: laughs> uh, they don't fail. Wait,
0: the, which one? He, the defense his, against his, um, magic. No, his history one. His he
2: gets one like he a needs. T or oh, yeah, yeah. P. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, it, he does poorly in the. Chapter where he gets his owl results, he's like, "Well, and obviously, I, fa- you know, he failed history that one, magic." That one because I had did, a vision of
0: have <laughs> pass of out in
2: the middle of it.
1: Good thing that he doesn't give a fuck about history
0: anyway.
2: Professor Bins being the history magic teacher is the truly the greatest disservice that Dumbledore could have possibly done to those fucking kids. Yeah, history magic could have been rule dope.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've always like my in, in my education, I've always really liked history professors who are. Good at telling it like a story and getting you engaged, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, Vince is just not doing. Then that.
0: again, I guess that's I guess that's like accurate to the like human education system, the real, the non mug, the non mag, the no, what is it? No Is that Ew. what they call it? Yeah, no like <laughs> Stop! Don't, like, don't fucking history, say no on this show. History Fuck. can be a very exciting subject. It just depends on like who's teaching it. That's like very true to life, though. <laughs> Yeah, you know how
2: yeah. how in 7th grade history your TV professor was a ghost?
0: <laughs>
2: but like a boring ghost.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking about the TV show Ghosts, and those are exciting ghosts.
0: Christina, the summer that I worked at Brandy Lane where I met you was also the summer where the Hogwarts uh, phone game came out. Oh, yeah. We we um played a lot of that, right? Yes, and we all Motz- played a lot of it. Mots wrote
1: us a bonus episode all about that. uh. If you want to sign up for the, our Patreon to listen to that.
0: My, like, favorite thing that came from that game, and probably the only thing I really remember, because the plot, I think, got really nonsensical, um, is that when you're in the History of Magic class, your tasks are, like, laugh at Tonks, making fun of Bins, play Snapdragon, send yeah. a paper plate. Like, it's, like, all this, like... There's it's, no
1: option to listen.
0: Like, there's like, it, like, Ben's is not actually paying attention to the class. And so they gave like a realistic thing of like, yeah, the kids are behind his back, like, jo- you know, like goofing off. And I think that's
2: really mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> even, even with all of the changes that Howard's Legacy attempted to make to the canon and everything, it's still that way. What? A p- nonsensical plot? No, the, 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 like, everybody fucks with Ben's thing is like oh, also a piece yeah. of Howard's Legacy. Like, even though they, they like changed so many other things and made try to make things you know inclusive and diverse and it's still just like, yeah, let's fuck with the ghost teacher. Whoa. None of these guys have to be good at teaching, right?
1: I mean they certainly don't in the books. Even do you have any of the final words about this chapter before we wrap it up?
2: I don't think so. It's pretty depressing. We've said
1: a lot. Said yeah, a lot. it is really depressing. We've we been I'm recording for to-
2: according to Logic Pro, we've been recording for 3,382 measures. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, it's been about two hours, which is crazy because this was a short chapter where nothing happened.
0: It was sad, but nothing happened. Is how you describe
1: yeah.
2: it, just like Mary yeah. Clay's day,
0: just like my day. too.
1: Mary Clay. Any final words about the chapter? It made me real sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's it. I hope. I hope the next chapter makes us feel happier.
0: Do you think it will? Um. Let's see. What chapter am I coming on for? It's now? the
1: funeral. Oh, oh your you mean, next oh, you chapter. You mean- your see, next chapter is the movie.
0: The book um, only exists in the chapters that I read. <laughs> it's a very oh, weird see. story. So the next
1: chapter is the movie.
0: <laughs> it's just the whole thing. I love that movie. Oh, we love finally that. get to, we get to watch we get to watch Daniel Radcliffe be good at acting now. Yeah, that's fun. I, love, I used to yeah. hate
2: that movie, and now I'm like, it might be the best one.
1: It's so fun. I'm excited to talk about it. It we're is- going to talk about it with Brooke and Jason. So that's obviously going to be a very spicy discussion. Who's going to ever, I feel like all of the, we're, we're just all talkers. You know what I mean? We're just all talkers.
0: You, me, Brooke, and Jason. That's a lot of people. I know. I shouldn't have done
1: that. But <laughs> Brooke sometimes doesn't show because she She's has a, a child. Yeah. How? But I'll just she? not talk that much. No, no, no. We love the child more than anything. The child. The child. That's the end of this chapter. And that chapter is called The Phoenix Lament. The Phoenix is no longer lamenting. And there's only one chapter left
0: of this book, y'all. Woo! And finally, also, this day has the day in Hogwarts oh, yeah. has ended now. Yeah, that's Because Harry point. goes to sleep.
1: <laughs> Tomorrow's an, yet another day
2: where no good things will happen either.
1: Yeah. No good things will happen. Yeah, for sure. So our next episode is going to be the final chapter of Half-Blood Prince. The next episode is going to be the film episode. And then after that, we're doing our Half-Blood Prince l- group therapy episode. So if you have any questions or thoughts about the book from from our discussion or anything you want us to read during our like mailbag portions of our group therapy episode, like please send them restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram, pod because uh, we would love to know what you think about this book and all of the, there's like a lot of really cool stuff going on in this book that feels like it has real plot meaning, you know? And like, we're finally doing stuff. So Six I, books I in
0: hear. and the plot's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what I came for. It's like, these two books is what I came this for. This series would be a
2: hundred times better if the Horcruxes were introduced in book like three.
1: I completely agree. That's something that I've said. I don't know if it was in a past or future episode, but like, if she invented is way after writing those books, fine. But find ways to connect them to more than just the diary. Like, find ways to connect it back. I know you can do it.
0: Yeah, that would have... Yeah, for her to pick, like, a significant object from each book. Yeah, or at least a couple. Great, yeah. Yeah. What would she pick in Goblet of Fire? Like, the, the Goblet of Fire would be too obvious, right? So, like, what would she pick? So, like, Hmm,
1: maybe, like, some kind of...
2: Hmm. I think she um, could have used that one to make the Nagini thing more obvious.
1: Nagini, okay. On. I was thinking um, something about like Tom Riddle and like some kind of like trophy he earned, or like I was something also he did while that. he was yeah. at Hogwarts. He earned like some award for getting Hagrid special out of services school, to, to the school, baby. Special yeah. services to the school. So maybe that Ron somehow? barfed
2: slugs on it.
1: Yeah, it's The is a horcrux. <laughs> oh, my God. Are y'all ready to move on to plugs? Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave. Ethan, do you want the people to find you anywhere on the Internet at the moment?
2: Sure. I mean, I don't actually have an active creative venture at this moment um, other than than my job that you I do. You know
0: what? Good for you. It's, it's exhausting yeah, you. being creative. It's Go on, off, queen.
2: On one hand, I'm kind of like, oh, this is nice. I can read books and watch movies and do things. And on the other hand, the inside of my brain is just like, make something or you'll die. <laughs> That's so, so funny
1: because I'm podcasting and crocheting right now, and it's like I feel you.
2: So I'm working on both of those things, but
0: yeah, I told friends that I wanted to either move or get a tattoo just to do something exciting tattoo. in my life. So. Get
1: a tattoo. I'm, I think we under I'm, yeah we
2: relate, Ethan. We get it. Oh, I'm itching to get a tattoo so bad, but I'm leaving for Mexico in two weeks. Yeah, don't do that. So the, in the, the entire time that I haven't had to pay for a wedding and also, you know, have time and stuff, I haven't been able to get a tattoo because going to fucking Mexico, which is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited, but I want to get a mm-hmm. new tattoo so bad. After
0: Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There you go. In Mexico. I did get my ear
2: pierced instead.
0: I so. think I we, but nice. we all talked over if you have places that people can follow you or find you I, if you want yeah, to Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, You can follow me on, I guess, Instagram at Edge Hill Photos. I haven't posted anything in a minute. I want to start posting again though. 2024 is supposed follow to be the year. Follow him and
1: bother him to post more stuff. 2024 is supposed like, to be regular. I, get I back love into this picture. So. Be like, I love this picture. Where's the next one?
2: Where's the next one? I can You I know, know what more I mean? <sighs> um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get into photography and like like last weekend and then I, you know, got my camera and I looked at my fucking weather app and it was like, it's nine degrees outside. I'm like, yeah, maybe next weekend's the weekend I get into photography again because getting back in photography while you work a nine to five is difficult in the winter because the sun goes down at five thirty.
1: Yeah, that it makes be sense. be rough.
2: Yeah. So working on it, figuring it out one step at a time.
1: You got this.
2: And yeah, rest, rest in peace to bacon and eggs. We uh, had We had a, we had a good run. And I don't know if it's done forever, uh, but it is done for now. And we felt like it was time to make it permanent. I'm going to figure out another podcast to do because I miss talking to people all the time. So working on that. Uh-huh. But nothing nothing solid. But as soon as, I, as soon as I know, you will know. Find people of the restricted section.
1: Hell yeah. Well, and I'd love to get you on my other podcast for real burn before reading because that one, I mean... Like this podcast is all good fun, but this like one that one sucks. That one we can talk about
2: whatever we want to, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> basically. Um,
1: Hell yeah! And what's something you've been reading, watching, playing, listening to lately? You think our listeners would enjoy? So I actually,
2: I actually mentioned it um, earlier in the podcast, but but like the best book I've read in months was uh, is called Yellowface by R.F. Kuang, who is yeah. typically a fantasy author. I have learned. Um, and this mm. book is very much not fantasy. It's very much like if you are into like the craft of writing and publishing and making things, like it is such a good, like almost horror story about that.
1: Whoa. Oh, what? It's I so, don't know that.
2: It's so good. Oh, my God. It like. All right. It's one of those I books. I thought it that,
0: was a. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'll, I'll be stereotypical and say that I assumed it was about like an Asian American person experience growing up. As hmm. So it Asian is American. it is
2: about a writer who like plagiarizes an Asian American story, oh. like a white writer. Whoa! Um, so it's written by an an Asian woman, I believe, an Asian American woman about a white writer who plagiarizes the work of an Asian American writer and uh. like, profits from it tremendously okay. wait let's
1: okay. talk about let's talk about that on burn before reading that's really hell exciting. yeah i have been meaning to text you
2: specifically christina and say read this book for weeks okay now.
1: wait i think i own it okay um, i'm gonna i'm about to go look for it after this
2: it, it was so good uh and i really want to read her fantasy work now and i'm, I'm working on it I'm just in the middle of other <clears throat> books um i'm back on my to mary clay's much sugar and i'm back on my read too many books in a year thing
1: um no but i love that for you, so you I, my goal is set at either. 100
2: this year not quite as insane as i once did but
1: you 100. got this.
2: Um, I have finished seven. seven. Okay. Seven.
1: Hell yeah. I'm giving The Way he of Kings posted. a fifth try. You're getting, what is it?
2: The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson.
1: Oh, a fifth try? I've never
2: been able to finish it.
1: Boy. Stop boy. trying. Yeah,
2: you don't have What's to. What's wrong with you, you? don't have to. Because, like, I think about it all the time, and I don't know how the no. story ends. All right, well, then you have to it's my up. it's my wheel. I have to roll up my perpetual hill. I'll probably right. bail out after 12 hours again. That's fine.
1: Whatever. I hope you get there eventually.
2: One of these days. Maybe- I will also eventually finish the book Thief by Marcus Suzak.
1: <laughs> what?
2: I've tried to read that <laughs> <What>? like six times.
1: <laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah, that's wild.
2: It just always gets wow. put down for okay. some reason and never pick back up. But anyway, Yellow Face by R.F. Kwong It's the best Hell book yeah. I've read uh, since I read Lessons of Chemistry last year, so.
1: Okay. Mary Clay, where can the people find you on the internet? Where can they find you? So exciting.
0: <laughs> you can... Actually, yeah, I think this might be the first episode I've been on since Skywalk officially launched. Um,
1: oh, yeah, because you are
0: on... I think I was or on like before just reading. beforehand or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can uh, follow along my first ever journey through the Star Wars movies. Uh, Skywalk before you run is available wherever you get podcasts. There are multiple episodes devoted to each movie, so currently the episodes are coming out about A New Hope, um, and you can follow that on social media at Nope, not at Tolkien About Pod. That is how robotic. This is for me no, that I, I do you. this multiple times at Skywalk before you run. Crush it. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. What media are you plugging this week?
0: Oh, I just finished a book called. Oh, the Kevin Wilson one. Yeah, I think it let me. I just want to. Mis- yeah. Okay. Um, I just finished a book called now is not the time to panic by Kevin Wilson. He also wrote. Nothing to See Here. Um, I love that book. And I really love Nothing to See Here. I really, really love Now is Not the Time to Panic. Um, Oh, really? And it's, it kind of makes me mad that a male author is really good at writing these, um, like, kind of like, weird female characters yeah
1: i totally agree
0: yeah i would say now is not the time to panic especially it's just like it's a really like quirky read i would say it's pretty like fast paced and uh i found it like oddly like comforting at some points um but yeah it was just like a really interesting read i don't know why google is saying it has a 3.7 on goodreads because i really really enjoyed it i gave it the same thing on
2: Goodreads. and I, i just put it on my tbr
0: I gave it a five star rating, which I don't, I don't give books five stars unless I'm like, I think this might have changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll give, I'll give books like a 4.5 or 4.75, but like a five star for me is like, this is going to stay on my bookshelf probably for the rest of my life type of a book. So Now I feel like I've hyped it up too much. It sucked. Don't
2: read it. (laughs) To be fair, I think most of the things that I give five star ratings to are things that have somewhere in the three of the upper three star rating on Goodreads. Mm. Like I think that that tends to be the kind of book I end up drawn to. So I get that.
0: Yeah, and Um, I will also like it's a it's a weird it's a weird little book. So I could also see why. Here
1: is too. Yeah, I I like I like I like that book so much. So I I definitely want to read this one yeah I've been yours Christina you know where to find me and I really like I said I really haven't been like reading or doing anything lately Um, but one thing I did read and watch is the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes the Hunger Games prequel which I found to be like extremely interesting if you don't really care about Hunger Games I don't really recommend it but like I found it to be extremely (laughs) interesting in terms of like world and character and um, I was actually thinking about it earlier in this episode when we were talking about um, like, writing music for a movie based on its book. And I think that this movie, they're like, bluegrass music that they wrote for this movie, it slaps so hard. And Sean and I are, like, listening to it, like, every single day. Um, and, like, I, I think it's, like... Uh, I have, like, a lot of notes about it, but, like, I think it's, like, a very interesting story um, if you want to read or watch it. I could
2: I could talk about that as an adaptation of a book for days. Yeah.
0: I saw, I think, the majority of this movie... Via TikTok clips. (laughs) I don't know how, but so much of this movie was posted on TikTok just in random clips and assortments and
2: accounts. The lack of reading comprehension from people on TikTok to understand that it is in fact a prequel and it works in the way that prequels work and that like, you know, the main character is the bad guy from the damn beginning. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, like, I just like, I feel like he had this... You know, he wasn't redeemed enough. And I'm like, because he's the devil.
0: Going to be
2: bad. Yeah. No,
1: that's the thing is like, that's the thing is at the end of the book, I was like, well, man, why the fuck did I read that? And then I was like, but I no, I knew, it though. It's like when I edited that book about the dinosaurs and I got to the end and I was like, I forgot this
0: was how the dinosaurs ended. That sucks. Uh, you get caught up in the narrative. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is so cute. And to, oh,
1: my God. Anyway, um, if anyone wants to talk to me about even speaking the speaking of, I gotta get
2: out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a hundred text messages.
1: <laughs> it's been weighing on me heavily. Okay. Anyway, thanks to both of you so much for coming on the restricted section to talk about scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. The Phoenix Lament, or as I like to call it, the Phoenix Lament. <laughs>
0: The end. Bye. The end. Well, thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Don't, you, don't Goodbye. you usually have some kind of a sign off?
1: No. Oh, I don't have a sign off, honey.
0: Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought you I thought you at least made one up. Now, okay. I usually just say that's the end of the episode, and that's what I'm lamenting about.
1: That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, the Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy.
2: Have you ever gotten so distracted in Stardew Valley that you forgot to sleep? Have you realised that you have a whole room in your house full of dolls? Or have you even bored your friends to sleep talking about your passion? Well then, Content Capable is the podcast for you. Join me, Sam, as I chat to people passionate about what they do, asking questions about how they fell in love with their passion, what they do, and how it interacts with their day-to-day lives. Catch the podcast every Monday as I find out what makes someone tick all while gleaning interesting and insightful life lessons along the way. laughs, a bit of crying, a whole lot of conversations, and we learn just a little bit more about the world around us.
1: Mary Clay, how many do I chain to start a double crochet? Do I start with chain two or chain three?
0: What do you mean, how, how many do you chain? You chain how many you want it to be long.
1: On a magic circle.
0: So you chain, you do, you start off regular, you chain,
1: no, on a magic circle, I'm saying
0: you have to start out with a set. uh, I mean, you have to start out with like a regular chain, no matter what stitch you start with.
1: I just don't agree because as I've said twice, I am using a magic circle. Yeah. You don't start with a chain. You start with a circle.
0: Sure. But you're still doing like a regular chaining, like single crochet action. And then you start the double crochet. Don't tell me no, bitch! I know how to do a because magic you, circle! You work you work the
1: stitches into the circle. You don't have to chain anything. I just chain them directly into the circle.
0: Yes, but it's not a double crochet at that point. It, it's not a double crochet until you go off of the first row. Okay. Why are you... So stop it! I've been crocheting for like years longer than you have.
1: Well, I'm I'm doing something that's never before been explored. I guess.
0: Send me the pattern. I tr- I have no earthly idea what you're talking about.
1: It's literally the most basic granny square you could possibly dream of in your life. Okay. It's a, it's just a granny square.
0: Okay, Ethan. When you're ready to, we are literally old grannies arguing about crocheting. I'm doing a granny. I'm doing a granny square. <laughs> is media